not going to make your own And my Louis. husband will buy me as many fucking Louis as I want to. So you're going to rely a fucking on your No. He's going to fucking spoil me. No. I don't no. deal with no don't, fucking don't, scrubs. Don't. He's going to be a fucking engineer doctor. One of the fucking two. And he's going to buy me as many fucking Louis as I want. Shit. As many Chanel's. As many Gucci belts as I want. As many fucking Louis purses that I want. What happens if y'all get a divorce? What are you going to do then? Sit on your ass? Find another fucking husband, dude. Is that your fucking plan? You have to be independent, Zoe. Hair, makeup, esthetician, facials, vagina waxing, everything. That is all independence. I will get Well, I'm glad that. that you want to take care of someone else for your life. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Whatever, Zoe. Whatever. What's the best thing about being a woman? Probably having kids. Definitely having an ass. Because <laughs> there might be a boob and you like, you calm down. It's like stress relieving. Yeah. I feel like if a cop like pulls you over or pulls you up or something, then you can just like cry and look pretty. Um, I think the best thing about being a woman is that pussy is globally accepted as a form of payment. Wow. Cheers. You gonna have some? Okay, tuck in, eat. You know, one thing I could never relate to is how people enter relationships because they feel like the person has potential. They're going to be working their way up and being big one day. Let me tell you one thing about me. I ain't no damn ride or die. Oh, no. If you're working your way up, let me know when you make it. Okay? Because I'm not trying to struggle with somebody and go through the mud. I'll meet you at the end. Let's, let's exchange numbers when you're the CEO, okay? Potential? And all of that, my heart, yani, it just vibes into what's happening now, you know? The research says that black women, when we do the same diets as white women, we lose less weight and we lose it slower, even when we're following the diet than our white women counterparts. And what, and what public health practitioners think is that our stress responses in the body change our metabolism it's literally that the racism that you're experiencing and the struggle to make ends meet actually means the diet don't work for you the same. You want to pay your bills? You want to pay rent? You want to get Starbucks? You better work, bitch. You want to get groceries? You want to feed your cats? You want to watch Netflix? You better work, bitch. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out.
going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. <laughs> Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. We are back in here for yet another really, really important stream. This is part of the Blue Chip Mindset Theory. All right, Blue Chip Mindset Theory here. Uh, which we talk about getting people into the mindset of being blue chippers. If you guys don't know, and I'm not going to go over the graph, uh, you can find in the link in the, in the description box or a playlist here on my channel of all of the streams where we take a little bit of a break talking about relationship dynamics between men and women, although I'll integrate some of those things. And we start focusing on money, money mindset, or or at least plan, preparing yourself in the future for your success. All right, and this one's going to be one of those shows. It's going to be hard-hitting. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. You guys know how I am, all right? I'm not giving you a doomsday prophecy, although I am Coach Jadamas, all right? Many of the things that I look at is basically from the patterns of human behavior that I've been able to witness over the past four decades or better, all right? I am very insightful. I am a person that does not deliver hope or copium. I tell you what it is, and I tell you where it's going, and most of the time, I'm right, all right? Now, I know it's going to hurt some feelings in here. It's going to hurt some feelings in here, okay? It's going to hurt my feelings. Believe me, I was my feeling the mess that you guys are putting yourself in today. And today, I know you think the target is going to be Generation Z and Millennials because I put in my pre-stream poll, which I'm going to end right now just to see where we're going here. I'm going to end the poll. Based on the poll today, I said, uh, and I think um, Los Trace says, um, uh, he said earlier in the comment section, uh, the Millennials and Gen Z are going to get trashed today. But believe it or not, believe it or not, I'm walking on air. All right. So believe it or not, it is not the millennials and Gen Z that are going to get trashed the most in this particular uh, subject. It is not Gen Z and the millennials that are going to get trashed the most. I know people know. I'm gonna, I Listen, I'm going to come down hard on them and give them a double dose of this reality. However, we got to put the blame square on the people who deserve the blame. For Generation Z and Millennials, because just to be quite fair, Generation Z, I know you've been enabled. I know you've been hampered and crippled. I know you've been coddled, but it's not your fault. It is not your fault, ladies and gentlemen, from Generation Z. The people who raised these monsters, <laughs> the people who raised these monsters are going to catch wreck today. Okay? You're going to catch wreck. All right, and I'm going to deliver it square right to the forehead. So just come out, come on in, all right, because I know right now the Generation Xers and Baby Boomers are running out right now. They were like, oh, we coming in here to get that wreck. They, we, we wanted to hear say catch wreck on them young people. Tell these young people, coach. But no, 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 no. Generation X and the Baby Boomers are going to catch wreck today. All right, they leaving right now. Look at my numbers. Look at all the Gen Xers leaving. All right, look at all the Gen Xers leaving. They gone, all right? All the baby boomers right now, they done checked out and put their mask on, all right? They put their mask on and took their fourth vaccine shot at this point. They're like, hey, I'm going to say, hey, I got a fourth shot to take right now. Y'all about to catch wreck. I know I can't, I give it to Generation Z all the time, but we're going to get them today. We're, we're, we're going to get the boomers today. We're going to get the Gen Xers today. It is your day, all right? Here we go. Somebody says, I'm 45. What generation? You're Gen X. Shout out to the Generation Xers. I'm a Gen Xer. 
All right, just so you guys know, I grew up in the Generation X culture. And Generation X, I was a young Generation Xer, right? So I'm, you know, 46 years old. So I'm somewhere in the middle of Generation X. The oldest Generation Xers technically are between 55, 54, in that age range going into 56. Baby boomers are obviously a little bit older than that. Millennials fall into this mixed category of 41-ish, 42-ish and below. Although if you're in that, if you're on that borderline, you're probably more like the preceding culture than you are the uh, culture that you're assigned to. So let's say you're 42 and people are saying, well, you're technically a millennial. Well, 42-year-olds are probably more Gen, Gen X than millennial. But by the time you get to people who are 28, 29, they're, they're millennial for sure. Okay. So anyway, with that being said, put on your hat, right? Relax, strap in. I got some points to make, stick around. All right. Like the stream support. And um, we're going to have, the, the idea is to give you guys a sense of urgency here. Okay. I've always had a sense of urgency in my life and preparing for tough times. I've been through tough times. I've often tried to link or hitch my wagon to people that I hope was in my mindset. And unfortunately, they didn't have my mindset. They had the mindset of people uh, like our ham and eggers today, like the knuckle draggers and the mouth breathers of today, the, the people who are stealing oxygen today. I, I, I call people dead weight. I call people that you're, you're, you're time thieves, people who want uh, people to invest time in them. And then all of a sudden they bait and switch them. All right. And then you're going, what are you doing with your time? And then eventually they'll come after your resources just because you invested time in them. All right. And then they'll make more excuses than a pregnant nun. We're going to come back and talk of these, talk about these particular groups of people. You don't have a sense of urgency and that's going to foul you up. I'm just going to let you know right now, if you guys are sitting back and you're trying to search for happiness, which I think is, is a, it's a myth. All right. You guys are going to be screwed. Okay. But listen, um, I'll pay the taxes rather than uh, rather than associate with you. I'll just pay your, your tax rate. You guys can sit out there and put your paw out to the American government because for some reason, you believe the government is supposed to support you. All right, I, I have no reason why you would even do something like that and have that mindset. That is a mindset to me of a ham and egger. All right, well, the government will take care of me. Nope. Okay, I mean, I mean, listen, that's you. But listen, we're going to talk about that. And then we'll, we'll go on. I'm not going to belabor the point. Let's get into this. And let me do some super chats for the people who have contributed to this show early. Shout out to the millennials, Generation Z, Baby Boomers, and Gen X, and Gen Alpha. We are all we have. All right. Shout out to Avid Hiker. Thank you for being here again and again. All right. Lay Door. Lay Door? Lee Door? I'm not sure. He's in somewhere in, I don't even know where he is. Appreciate you for being here. He's got the Boondocks characters. All right. Uh, and here, shout out to Azriel. He says, uh, stop bringing Joe Biden. I got to try to make more money. Oh, yeah. Stop. Oh, uh, let's give you a little bit of sample of that. I told you to vote for Biden. That forever clip will never die. I told you to do Biden. Boy, oh, boy, that clip will never die. All right. Rational irrationality. Shout out to the coach gang and banging at the junior college. God bless the junior college. I'm going to tell you that as a man of my age, boy, I tell you. I'm making up for lost time, all right? I'm making up for lost time, and it come, it's coming cheap. It's coming on the cheap. I got money. <laughs> for real, all right? Boy, I'm catching up for all those times that I was sitting there chilling at the junior college when I was in junior college age, and I was out here whiffing out there, you know, whiffing out here, swinging at the damn wiffle ball. Now I'm catching up. 
Mm-hmm. I'm more than caught up at the junior college. <laughs> Shout out to XL Pro Services on the Cash app. He says I'm 42 Gen X, but free agent. Yes, indeed. So yes, um, um, he's Generation X. That that is technically Generation X, but we run the free agent lifestyle over here. Stony Montana, Stony Montana, Stony Mont. What did you have to say, brother? Uh, because I can't see it. He says, feet gang gang in the building. Hey, man, for everybody that know, man, we like feet over here. Oh, you're disgusting. All right. <laughs> Shout out to you. I got money. Hey, if you don't want to deal with it, that's how you, hey, that's on you. All right, man, we got 763,000 people in here, but only 300,000 likes. I know those numbers don't make sense. 30,000 likes. Do me a favor. Chink, chink that like button. Chink that like button. You know, chink. I'm not trying to be racist or anything like that, but just go ahead and chink it over there. Or <laughs> somebody's gonna be like, this is ridiculous. Oh, by the way, Van Glorious. We need to get um viewer discretion is advised. Let me just put this up right now. Let me just put this up right now. Okay, because people are gonna catch wreck. I'm just letting you know. And if you are from the feelings over facts culture, it is time to go. All right, it's time to go. <laughs> You got to go, man. I don't want you here complaining, but coach, all right, I don't want to hear under that. All right, just just go ahead and go. Just take this ass whooping. People don't want to. People want to take no ass whoopings no more. You know what I mean? Like prior, prior, you know, I grew up and listen. My generation is not the best, but we actually face consequences. I always talk about this. There were real consequences just going to school. Remember the bully? Remember they take your lunch money? Now these dudes are just spray Uzi spray you or spray you with one of them damn water guns, water pellet guns. All right, they just take your money off your damn card, your cash app. But we went to school. It was like we was about to get beat up and lose our life every day, bro. It was was a little bit dangerous. And so the generation of the millennial, I'm sorry, the generation X parents, oh, bullying. Now you're not scared of nothing. But you know what you're also not scared uh, also not scared of? You're not scared of um well, you should you are scared of success in doing stuff. All right. You've been coddled. And I'm gonna prove it with dates, empirical evidence, charts, moon stars, and quasars today. And lucky moons and all of those things that's in the uh lucky charms. All of those things are gonna be proven today. I'm not just gonna talk out of the side of my neck. All right, because to be fair. Uh, as imperfect as we are as a people, you know, I do pass judgment. I am a classist. I'm not a racist. I'm not a sexist. I'm a straight up classist. I'm just going to let you know right now. I do suffer from being a classism and I do, uh, pass judgment on people based on that. I will admit, I'm just going to admit it right now. (laughs) Okay. And listen, just so you know, if you're new here, I've been homeless and I was homeless without house 10 years ago. All right, just so you know, just some of you like, well, you've been rich and you've been on, on, on successful. And I know you're going to say I'm broke and I live in a studio apartment. Everybody, you live in that studio apartment right behind me. No, this is just one wing of my estate here. Here we go. Mm. <laughs> um, on what some of the richest dirt in America, but but that's neither here or there. But I am a classist and I was without home 10 years ago and I worked my way back up here. All right. So it is what it is. I'm still, I was a classist even when I was without home. I was not, I was not homeless. I was just without home. Now, here's what we used to, here's, I don't know if you guys remember this movie, Lean On Me. Remember this movie, Lean On Me? 
Now, when we were somewhere in the mid 80s, this movie came out probably around 1987, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, it was about a school principal named Joe Clark who came into a New Jersey school. It was based on a true story. And I hate referencing movies, but since this movie was somewhat based on a true story, we're going to talk about the idea of people who tried to keep law and order for the people that they were raising, that they were uh, that, that they were trying to bring up. And this movie depicted a principal who was not taking no mess. Okay, he went to the community and he was like, look, we ain't taking no mess. I'm carrying a bat around and a megaphone. You're going to do what I need to uh, tell you to do or else you're going to be a parasite on our community. All right. That's basically what the message of the story is. You're going to sell drugs. You're going to be a parasite. You're going to be dead. You're going to be in jail. All right. You're going to be coddled. You're not going to you're going to have a failure to launch. And then I'm going to be as a taxpayer have to pay for you. And so what this guy did said, he said, we cannot have this going forward. So we need law and order and we need to actually, with tough love, redirect this culture. With tough love, redirect this culture. Now, in our culture today, this movie would never fly. This principal would never, ever keep his job. He would be out of here because in our culture, tough love is not the way to do it. We want real love. I'm searching for a real love. We want to nice our way into changing the direction of this culture. But the reality is once these young people get into the realities of the world, it ain't so nice. It ain't so nice. And as you can see, which when I prove uh, with, with empirical evidence, this culture has been nicing their way to um, being coddled, nicing their way to leeching off parents, nicing their way into mental illness, nicing their way into um, parents that have been failures, unmitigated failures. Okay. So this is the change in our culture today. This principal would never be able to keep his job today because he's got to kiss ass to kids. Now, I love kids. Coach loves the kids. <laughs> uh, pause, by the way. Coach loves the kids. Believe me. But I also know that kids need to be able to spread their rings and fly away. Kids aren't supposed to be living up under you at 25, 30, and 35, and 40. It ain't going to happen. And it ain't going to happen on my watch. So if I need to push a kid to make him have a sense of urgency or her have a sense of urgency, I think that is the best way to do it. But if you want to coddle kids, if you want to pat them on the back for participation, if you need all of that, go ahead and do it. But it ain't going to be on my watch. <laughs> It ain't going to be on my watch because I know the direct result of this in the statistics don't lie. And here's where we're going to get to the point. Viewer discretion is advised. Everybody know that, right? Everybody know that we don't promote hate or harm or any people here based on gender or their assigned gender or their selected gender or their elected gender. We don't hate on people on relationship status. We love married people and single people over here, divorced people. We don't hate on people based on their race. You had no choice in that department and we don't rate hate on people based on their classism despite the fact that they chose to be low budget mouth breathing knuckle draggers all right listen if that's what you chose to be you do it all right but love me in a special way just realize that you clicked on my face this morning i did not force you to be here so you can leave right now this is your chance right now we'll give you five seconds to leave four three 
two, one, and zero. All right, so you've nominated, if you're still here right now, you've nominated yourself to hear this message. I don't want to hear nothing about you getting triggered. I don't want to hear nothing about I made, I belittled you. I made you feel less than. I don't want to hear any of that because today the message is going to get delivered. And the results is I'm not happy. <laughs> I don't give a damn. All right, so I'm going to keep these uh, disclaimers up and let's go ahead and deliver this message as to why millennials and Generation Z are effed. All right, this is why right now. Let's get into the economics of it and keep it uh, really on the economics of thing, uh, things right here. I know you hope the economy is going to turn around, but economies don't turn around on hope. Economy doesn't turn around based on time. Well, time will fix it. No, there needs to be an intentional plan and people in the right position to direct us into doing things. Now, prior to the 1990s, I was praying that a chick don't find me. Because she got a king of kids, nappy head and all dirty, and she's getting pimped by a brother that's 30. I saw her hanging in the alley, bragging to her friends how she's hoeing in the valley. All Okay, wait a minute. Prior to the 1990s, there was a bit of a recession in which Bill Clinton entered into office, and he was in charge of fixing it. And what he did essentially, and what his administration did, was give us a house of cards. And they basically said, hey, we're going to use leverage credit, and we're going to make home ownership a lot affordable a lot more affordable and so we're going to give you an idea that that, that is uh, success is around the corner and so they came up with all of these creative mortgage programs to make home buying house buying a little bit more affordable for knuckle draggers and ham and eggers all right mm. and so what ham and eggers did what they proceeded to do was buy houses up like crazy all right not knowing and, and by doing these houses they actually bought them with creative loan packages, all right? Creative loan packages in which they could not afford the house under normal circumstances. So they did not have to put 20% down. They did not have to do, uh, they did not have to do credit check. They didn't have to really uh, tell you what their income was. They were no income, no asset loan packages, which they didn't have to declare that they own assets. They didn't have to declare what their income was. And they used creative loan packages because they're greedy and everybody thought I deserve a house. This wasn't the first time America has done anything like this, but you got your ass in the pickle. And then people proceeded to, these are Generation X's and X's and baby boomers, people proceeded to lose their homes in around 2008. We're going to touch on that later. But as of today, why the road is getting even rockier for first-time home buyers. What's happening is just about 40% of all of the homes that are available and have been purchased in the last few years during the pandemic have been purchased by investors and corporations in which they're buying up houses left and right. Zillow even participated in this and it actually is going to cost them. And what they're doing is renting these properties out in which most people can barely pay rents, but the rents are skyrocketing and investors are still continuing to gobble up these properties, which is going to put most millennials and Gen Z in a position of never owning a home. Now, despite the fact that I do come down on home ownership quite a bit, I think home ownership is important for individuals, families, and so forth and so on. But families is not such a thing this, uh, in these days. Most people are single, divorced, uh, crazy genders, uh, you know, uh, alternative lifestyle, you name it. In which now is going to make it harder for you to even own a home, and then it's going to be harder for you to rent a home. Okay. So investors and corporations are buying up homes and turning them into rental properties. And they're also turning them into Airbnbs and whatnot. Now, if you're an investor, 
If you're an investor, though, it actually is going to take a difficult turn for you. If you're in places like liberal places like Los Angeles County, you actually if you were an investor and you own rental properties in Los Angeles County, you are facing this. Los Angeles County's extending the eviction moratorium in which many people are living in Los Angeles rent free. And if you are a property owner or an investor, you're getting gobbled up right now. And as you can see here, there's a plan, phase one, phase two, phase three, of rent moratoriums being extended until June 2023. Uh, uh, rent moratorium extended until June 30th, 2023. All right, so if you are an investor and you were a small investor and you tried to buy an apartment building, a, a, a multiplex, a duplex, whatever you tried to buy, you're getting screwed right now. And the reason why you're getting screwed is liberal policy. And the next reason why is because these people can't make it. A lot of people are faking normal. A lot of people are barely making it. So they're having to do some of these things to screw the people who actually did well, saved their money, paid for college, start investing. And now you're getting stabbed in the back because people can't launch. Now, it's not entirely the young people fault of today. It is essentially the baby boomers and the generation Xers who are super duper greedy and trying to live the American dream. Mm. Now you're having people on YouTube saying the American dream is a myth. Yeah, no shit. It's a myth for people who are failures to launch. Let's get to the first real point of this one of why the, the these people are doomed going forward. Okay. Why they're doomed. It is because your parents failed and they failed you and they most likely sold you out i remember now remember i told you you had a chance right here you had a chance right here to leave i know you're gonna i don't care if you disagree all right but you had your chance to leave but i i'm glad you're listening while you're just in, in disagreement go ahead and click that like button but your parents failed they are failures Many of them are failures. I'm going to prove this out right here. Just, just hold on, guys. I know you're like, my parents are not a failure, <laughs> right? <laughs> when the statistics are read out, I'm going to show you that they're a failure. Not only are they failures, they failed you. And not only did they fail you, they likely sold you out. Now, I'm going to tell you on the low rung of this, many of your parents used your name on utility bills and, and your social security to open up utility accounts now we know people do this it's actually a joke in the community but we know people in the trailer park have done this we know people to do this so if they've done this you are on the low rung of the scale of parents failure i mean you you're exhibit a of parent failure all right so gens gen x and baby boomers really did you in number two let's go to the next rung up let's go to the next rung up many of you children Many of you children have been sold out more than likely to social services for your parents to grab a fast buck from the government. Now, this is very much documented, very well documented. People don't recognize this as a form of abuse, which is child abuse. Many of these parents in Generation X and baby boomers had you probably in the back of their mind going, well, I can snatch either social services, welfare, and additional child support if I birth you. Okay? So do not be offended. 
but many of your parents had you for that sole reason. But don't feel bad. You won the race. You're here. <laughs> okay, so many of you guys have been sold out for social services. So we're talking about now, if you include the parents that used you on utility bills and your social security, putting you in bad credit, and then if we talk about the likelihood that you're here for your mother or your father to benefit from social services, we're pushing that 35, 40% of you. Not only are you, have you been sold out to them, you've been sold out when they leveraged your future because your parents were greedy because they thought they deserved the American dream and they went belly up and lost their house pre-2008. Now, a lot of people will blame the banks and the predatory lenders and all of these things, but let's just say this. Their parents knew what they were doing when they got these creative loan packages, and then when there was a balloon payment due, everybody cried foul. These banks are ridiculous. I got money. But it was the greedy boomers in Generation Xers who took these loans out. Not only did they take these home loans out, they took out student loans because a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Okay. And I'm going to tell you, I was working in the industry at the time people were taking out these loans. They knew exactly what they were doing. And they were hopeful in the future that time would just would just take care of it. So they leveraged your future. And many of these people still hold on to the results of this debt, meaning they still have the foreclosure on their record. They still have the bankruptcy on their record, and they still have the student loan debt to this day. And if they have any one, two, or three of these things, they definitely have zero to pass on to you. Zero. When they die, you're getting nothing. Many of them have no life insurance right now. And when they die, you're getting nothing. So I'm just going to wake you up. This is the reality of the situation you're in. This is why you're screwed. This is some of the reasons why you're screwed. Let me give you one more thing here to think about. Okay. They, so, some of these... Uh, Generation X and baby boomer parents sold you out to mental health organizations to get available money from the government. So did the schools. The public school indoctrination camp did the same thing. So as many people as they can get in um, special ed, as many as they, people as they can get diagnosed with ADHD and ADD, they were getting get kickbacks from the government to get you signed up for these programs. Prior to these ish, prior to these days, you never really heard of these things. But uh, you guys, yeah, you guys made Big Pharma very rich. Let me go ahead and give you some data here because I know people are offended. But we're going to give you some data to show you what the hell was going on and what your parents did because your parents were too busy focusing on their career. So I could focus on my career. And then they was out here sending your ass to get uh to get uh medicated. So most of you guys are walking around around high. You don't have ADHD, you're just a millennial according to this article by this woman Cameron Wasel or says it doesn't mean you have a mental illness, it means you're a student with a smartphone. Right. So she goes in and she talks about how all of these people were pushed into saying that they have something. Okay. And but I don't really think they did. I think people sold them out because they failed as parents. So we were trying to nice our way into uh, good friendship relationships with our kids. And guess what? It resulted in the, it resulted in them being pushed into mental illness.
but probably a mental illness that wasn't a mental illness. It was just you making an excuse for failing as a parent. Because you weren't there, because you were too busy. So I could focus on my career. Which your career is nil right now. And I'm going to give you the stats to prove that. Don't be offended. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. Let's go back to the housing thing real quick. Because listen, this is going to be this is going to be tough for you today. It's going to be tough. I'm holding nothing back. I'm sugarcoating nothing. Look at what your parents are doing right now. I'm sorry, baby. I'm going to take care of this. Twenty-eight where? The top, at the top. Yeah. Over there, huh? Okay. Eighteen. Yeah. A wave of evictions. That's what one New Orleans official is anticipating. Some states have extended protections. Many have not. And housing advocates warn we could be headed toward a massive wave of homelessness. Yeah, he's proud. Look at the men today. I know this channel comes down on women a little bit because we want to hold everybody accountable. But look at men today. This guy's proud of himself. He's a sheep being led to slaughter by his own choice because he wants to be nice. Everybody wants people to be nice to each other. Guys, the reality of the world is not nice. And you're not entitled to anything. And this is the results of what you believe it should be a nice and entitled world. You're getting evicted. Oh, I'm dependent on the government. Watch. The second one, I haven't read it yet, but it can't be that nice. This is what happens when you don't own anything. This is what happens when you don't prepare for a rainy day. This is what happens when you don't have a sense of urgency. This is what happens when you depend on the government. This is what happens when you leverage when you leverage your kids' future. Look at these kids. They got two kids. Um, I'm not going to talk about the kids, unfortunately. I was going to go in, but I'm not going to talk about it. But look at this man. He got enough for cigarettes, but he ain't got enough time to pay his bills. Right now, it's in two people's hands. It's in the government hands. It's in my landlord's hands. That's your fault. That's your fault. And I'm not sugarcoating anything today. You're, you did that, and I told you not to do that. Why would you do that? Why would you not give yourself power? And I don't want to hear they didn't give us power. No, that's not their job. Your job is to have a sense of urgency out here. Yes, you're going to go through tough times. You're going to gamble. You're going to risk. But... It's in the government hands and it's in my landlord hands. That's your fault. The government, they told me to stop working. And yeah, the government told you to stop working. Mm. The government told you to stop working. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you, and you, you, <laughs> and you swallowed it. Come on, man. They told me that they was going to fund me yeah. because I can no longer work. Sure. I put my trust in them. Yeah. You put, you put your trust in the government. <laughs> Guys, if you're watching my show today, this is a wake-up call for you today. I'm trying to smack some sense into you, but this I know it's not popular for people to do this. This is going to be hard for you today, but I'm trying to wake you up. This is blue chip mindset over here. Do not do anything like these people are doing because nobody's going to care for you. I'm not going to care for you. The government and the landlords are not going to care for me. 
Come on, man. I don't want to hear it. The government told me to stop working. They was going to take care of me. Mm. My family who didn't put their trust in them, they died. My friends who didn't listen, they died. So we stayed home. And in the process, what are you rewarded for staying home? Yeah, you. what was the reward in staying home? Oh, they told you they was going to give you a STEMI. They were going to give you child tax credit. They was going to give you all of this and you had to pay it back in taxes. And by the way, inflation already took away any resemblance of a stimulus check that you got in 2021. All right. You were taxed on it and inflation already killed the STEMI check. You're already paying 8.5% in, 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 in inflation right now. Stop it. Stop it. If it wasn't a pandemic. Exactly. The mental that it is sucking everything. Right. And whatever the funds you got, you think that's enough for three kids, two kids? Uh, why are the government taking care of your kids? You think the government, you think that's enough for two or three kids? You had those kids. And these are your parents, millennials. These are your parents, Gen Z. So when they come down on you hard, Gen Z, for being the way you are, these are your parents. Yes, it's a little bit of your fault, too. But these are your parents. Your parents sold you out. And this man can't get a word in edgewise because he's weak. It's bad enough for you by yourself. It's bad enough for you by yourself. Yes, that man's going to be by himself because she's out. She ain't going to sit around uh, and wait for all of this. She's going to divorce him and take a little bit off the top. Okay. She's going to take a little bit off the top. You guys want a little bit more of this message? If you don't want this message today, go ahead and leave. I don't care if you're here or not. Tech and finance firms are buying up homes, and it doesn't bode well for everyone else. So in this crisis, 2022 or 2021 and 2020, while you were sitting around uh, gobbling up bonbons, eating ice cream, and doing your job via remote, investors tech companies finance companies were buying up everything in sight and then when you got your money together you put your stimmy together and your child tax credit check and you went down there to the bank and you said let me qualify for a home only to find out that people were paying flat all out cash for homes and you couldn't put your 10 percent down now you're mad but you didn't see the opportunity we told you that this was an opportunity it wasn't a time to sit back and relax i've been saying that and it probably is what got my channel over there messed up because I was saying, no, don't stop working. No, don't stop going outside. No, keep moving. These are opportunities for you. Keep doing like go double time. And people didn't do it. You went and sat back and chilled, gained 15 to 40 pounds. And then now you're seeing your opportunities gone. This is why your generation is messed up. And guys, we haven't even seen the full effects of this. This is going to go on for decades. And I've been saying that and saying that. This, what resulted in 2020 to 2022, and then when you tack on the 2008 bailout, this will be felt for 50 to 100 years. Mm. It's going to be felt. And your parents were part and partial for the position that they put you in. They set you guys up. Now, I know some people are doing well. I know some people are doing well. And so some people are going to say, this is not true. I'm doing fine. Well, congratulations. I'm actually thrilled you're doing fine. There are some people in the suburbs that are doing quite well because they realize they could capitalize on the opportunity of the Ham and Eggers failing. They didn't stop working. 
they didn't hide behind their masks. They didn't. They actually went in double time and they had a little bit of money stacked up so they can take advantage of you. And they went and bought investment properties while you was getting evicted. Okay. That's what happened. And so it made the rich richer and it's going to make the poor poorer. And if you're waiting for the government to solve this problem, the problem we're in today is because your parents have been biting the hand of the government, right? You've been being fed by the hand of the government. Now you want to bite the hand that feeds you, but they're not there and neither do they care. Okay. So this is going to be a tough le lesson for you guys today. Um, let me see if I have any more charts on this one. Okay. Uh, right here. This is the mortgage 30 year fixed rate chart from the last four years. As you can see, the mortgage rates were high at one particular point. Then they went really, really low. Uh, the Trump administration put them almost into zero, all right? They were almost damn near free money being lent out. And then um, now, uh, as you can see, that the mortgage rates are increasing as of 2022, and they're going to go higher. They're going to go higher. But let's just be fair. They're still at an all-time low, okay? So they're still at an all-time low compared to our past history. So it will change. Unfortunately. You won't be able to benefit from it. Most people won't be able to benefit from it because by that point that it changes, 50, 60% of the uh, of the mortgages or the homes will be bought by investors and corporations. And you will already be in debt because you're paying, gonna pay high rents over the next 10 years. You're gonna pay extremely high rents. So a lot of people will say, well, I won't rent, I'll just own. The problem is you're not gonna be able to own. The problem is it's going to cost you a lot more money to borrow to own. I know people are like, it's better to own and not rent. I know. But how in the world are you going to become an owner? Anybody else in here try to buy a home in the last eight months? Has anybody in here tried to buy a home in the last eight months? Yeah, and foreign buyers too. And foreign buyers too. Thank you. In the last eight months, if you tried to buy a, a home in about uh, in the last eight months and you had 10 to 20 percent down, the likelihood of you getting that house was slim to none and slim just died. And what is the reason for that? The reason for that is people from California, people from New York, they're fleeing these liberal hell holes and they're coming in, selling their homes there, coming in with full cash investors corporations, foreign buyers, they're gobbling them up. 20% down was very tough to even achieve that because you're going up against 5, 10, maybe 20 offers, many of them 80% down, full cash. Full cash. And so you want to dream of buying a home, but it's going to be tough. And it's going to be tough if the home prices drop because I know a lot of people are like, the home prices are going to drop. They could drop. But if they do drop, you better have enough money to suck them up with cash or you're not going to be you're going to be on the outside looking in. You're not going to be able to gobble them up at the rate the corporations and the investors and the foreign buyers are going to be able to uh, gobble them up. I'm just letting you, you know. So you better have cash on hand or it's going to be difficult for you. Nobody has time to sit and wait for your loan to fund for 60 days. They want to close in 15 days and Californians are so dumb they'll run to your city and do so. They're not dumb, but they're they're so greedy that they'll do so. By the time you put down your loan payment, 
They've already sold the house in 15 days and it closed. The other owner has the keys already. Okay, so this is just a little bit of a wake-up call. Let me see if I wanted to throw a little bit more kindling on this fire uh, related to the charts here. And this is not doom and gloom. I'm just going to let you know now. I'm not trying to give you doom and gloom. I'm trying to give you a slap in the face and a wake-up call of what's going to happen here. All right, let me see if I have one more thing on the parents and I'll do some super chats, okay? Um, and, and if you guys want to know uh, the profile of your parents today, this is what the profile of your parents today. Tell me if I'm wrong. Unless you grew up in a suburb or with blue chip mindset people, the profile of your parents today, they're likely divorced. All right, if they're Gen Xers and baby boomers, they're likely divorced, likely live in an apartment. They're likely letting you live with them until the age of 25 into 30. They're likely us, what I call a salary wage slave. All right, I'm not making fun of people that have salaries, but they're probably graduated from college, and they got a salary job, okay? They're also in debt today, and I don't want to hear no lies, but, uh, especially Generation X. They're likely in debt, consumer debt, credit card debt. They're likely have been bankrupt or foreclosed on, and they're likely broke right now. Yet, they have no plan for themselves. And they certainly have no plans for you. Unfortunately, that is the profile of the Generation X and baby boomers of today. Many of them are trying to find a way to get out of their homes. Many of them are, if they're a boomer, they're doing reverse mortgages. They're doing reverse mortgages, selling their house back at a bank uh, to the bank. If they own a home today, they're doing reverse mortgages. If they don't do a reverse mortgages, they have sold their home in, uh, in order to downsize which they are not going to pass the property onto you, which they live in today. They're not going to do it. They're reverse mortgaging it or they're selling it to downsize. Okay. And I'm going to tell you what they also did in 2008 because I was sitting there in 2005, six and seven. You know what they did? They refinanced their house six to seven times in about two years. They put pools in the backyard. They funded your college. If they funded your college, they funded it by refinancing their home. They went out there and shopped like crazy and bought low-rise jeans. All right, and uh, Ed Hardy t-shirts. They went out there and they did that. And they took adjustable rate mortgages at three and five years. And then they got a balloon payment after three and five years. And they had to foreclose. They had to skedaddle. That's what your parents did. And I'm giving you an overall generic approach to this. So I don't want to hear, not my parents. I don't, okay, that's great. But that's what they did. Fubu jeans, Jordans. Yeah, I'm just kidding. All right, that's what they did. They sold you out. And they sold you out again. I mean, if you're new here, if you just got here, they sold you out to social services. They sold you out to the public school indoctrination camp. They sold you out to mental health organizations. They leveraged your future all so they can achieve the American dream. And now you're in a bind. The position we're in today was what the boomers and Gen X did previously. Joe Biden didn't do this. Well, <laughs> Donald Trump didn't do this. This was already laid down previously to you being here. And not only that, the leaders, they, they failed to be leaders to you. They failed to parent you. They passed you on to the public school indoctrination camp. They failed to parent you. They were too busy trying to be your friend instead of giving you a sense of urgency and preparing you 
by having life insurance, preparing you, giving you options, taking advantage of, come on, man. Don't let me start. Don't let me get going. And they put their hands in the faith of the government. They put their hands in the faith. Uh, they, they put their hands or their faith in the hands of Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. And George H.W. Bush and George W. Bush. This isn't just Democrat and Republican. They let these people become very wealthy on their backs. Let me give, let me go ahead and do these super chats here. Contribute if you have something to say on this one. If you disagree. Like I told you, I told you I was going in not on millennials and Gen Z today. <laughs> Remember, they were saying that the middle class is getting squeezed. They're eliminating the middle class. You guys just went ignorant. Oh, no, no, no. They wouldn't do this. Yes, they will. And so I'm telling you as a man, as a free agent or a woman that's listening to me, you better get your ship in order and have a sense of urgency and get serious. In between the ages of 20 and 40. 20 and 40. Why 20 and 40? Because some of you guys, and I'm going to get to this point later, some of you guys want to live a lavish lifestyle up front. You think you need to live the last lavish lifestyle up front without doing the work. And do you think, well, I'll catch up when I'm 40. Well, your body is not going to want to do that. Your energy is not going to want to do that. You are capable of doing this now and building it up. I'm going to show you the chart, hopefully, of the profile of a millionaire. It's not 30 and 40, and it damn sure ain't 20. Most millionaires are well into their 60s, and they got wealthy from the work they did in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. But most of you guys have already leveraged your opportunity to earn wealth, and now you're going to be a slave. <laughs> I mean, that's what you're going to be, but you're going to have less energy, less ability to do so, less desire to do so. All you're going to do is then stick your paw out and say, people owe me. Mm. Well, blame your parents. Shout out to, who is this? Europe. He says, reject dependency and entitlement. Oh, boy. Reject dependency and entitlement. Well, some of the things that your parents bought you when you were kids, some of these generation Xers to make sure that they were your friend and that they knew that you knew that they were a friend. Thank you for being a friend. Instead of being parents, instead of being Joe Clark, you guys wanted to be friends. Well, guess what? All of the things that your Gen X and baby boomers bought for you, you millennials and Gen Z, they bought with credit that they leveraged from you. They leveraged your future to buy you things in this microwave society, instant gratification society, participation trophy society. They leveraged everything that you could get in the future and they gave it to you today. So when you stick your paw out waiting for life insurance and when you go read, uh, go to your, when your parents die and you go read the will and they ain't got nothing for you, you got it when you were 15. You got it when you were 10. And they spent their credit card up to give you what you got today. Everything you got was what you were getting. You're getting nothing when they die. Mm. No inheritance, no nothing. You're going to inherit their debt. You're going to inherit their house that is underwater. You're going to inherit a foreclosed house. That's what you're getting. And you're going to pay their nursing home bill at five figures a month, like 10 grand a month, nine grand a month, or they're going to move in with you. 
tell me if I'm wrong on any of this. If if you guys are hurt right now, I know it is time for you to leave. But I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I ain't wrong on this. And it's a hard, hard reality for you, some, for some of you people. So if you are a millennial right now, you're a millennial. You might still be living with your parents. And I'm going to pull up the stat to show you that. You're going to be taking care of your parents for the rest of this time. And that's the reason why you're living with them. That's the reason why they don't want you to leave. I'll just stay here and stay, save money. You know why? Because they're broke. And you're going to be there until you're 35. You ain't going nowhere. Because by the time you turn 35, they're 60. They're 65. And guess what they're starting to do in life? They're starting to tank. I'm going to show you all this. Let me do these super chats. I'm going to show you all of this. <laughs> all right, so you guys thought uh, Generation Z was going to catch it today. All them baby boomers caught it. Yep, they bought all of them big-ass Cadillac Escalades and, and all of them damn uh, Ford Expeditions. Your parents bought them Ford Expeditions, Cadillac Escalades, and all of that shit. All right, they bought all of that. And that was your future you were riding in. Mm. Shout out to Class E. Beats, he says, we up Wednesday. What's good, coach? Shout out to the coach gang. We big in here. Shout out to you, brother. Uh-huh. Thank you for being here. Let's get that money. We Lance says, last Monday, I was a uh, free agent lifestyle. Then coach left. My Tuesday gordita said. And that's you. By Thursday, I was a stepdaddy to two, four, to four teenage girls. Wow. He says, give me a note to get me back on track. Mm. Nope. Man, come on, man. Hey, I'll stay going, man. I'll stay going. I'll stay going, man. I can't I can't take breaks no more. Y'all went back to simping. All right. Nope. Child support. By the way, child support is a crime. He says, loving this series. Appreciate you. All right. Pick a pick one, ladies and gentlemen. You want a father or you want child support? You guys got to stop being father and child support. You guys got to stop it. They're taking advantage of you and they're they're preying on um they're they're abusing men out here because what they'll say is, well. Um, it's just money. Just spend it. Uh, just pay the check. Uh, just lose time with your kids. It's just money. Maybe your maybe your mom, maybe the child's mom is going to do well with the money and spend a little bit on the kids. Stop. I mean, this is a waste of money. She's not going to save the money. She's not going to do nothing. It's a waste of money. All you're going to do is improve her lifestyle and she's going to trample all over you for not being there because you're supposed to pay and be there. No. Which one do you want? Do you want me to pay? Or you want me to be there. Now, when I'm beat, when I'm there, I'm going to pay. But if you take the kids, I'm just going to be forced to pay, but I'm not going to be there. Why? Because I can't afford to be there. If you're just going to take the kid from me, oh, but you still need to pay. What? Okay, let them stay with me. No, they need to stay with me. Okay. If they want to stay with you, fine. But I ain't going to be there. <laughs> Come on, man. All right, shout out to No Drift. Great to see you back. Keen to hear the money game. Is it keen to hear the money game? We're here, brothers. All right, him says, mom left insurance money, child support took it. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, one thing right here. You guys will realize that. The life insurance that, the, uh, that, your, that your mom's career and your dad's career, because, you know, your companies, these guys work for companies, all these companies uh, ended pension programs. That was a big, big move for companies to not pay pensions anymore. I don't know if you guys know this. 
Companies used to pay people pensions for service, right? I worked for this company for 25 years. Once I retire, I fund your retirement so that you, you get a payment based on the highest level of income that you were receiving from a company, right? And so they would pay for retirement. Then they figured out people were living too long and they were going bankrupt on pensions. So they cut that and they introduced 401k in which you invest a piece and the company invests a piece as long as you invest a piece, all right? But people weren't investing that much. They were taking home a chunk of the money and companies didn't have to match so that when they kick your ass out and they no longer are going to let you work for 25 years, they kick your ass out. And then you guys go out there and have $60,000 for retirement in your 401k. All right, just look up Enron and the company decided what to invest in, in your 401k. You didn't. And Enron took it. Mm. Not only that, the life insurance these companies provide you is in the neighborhood of 10 to $50,000. Ten to $50,000. Now, has any of you guys seen anyone that died? Ten grand ain't going to do a damn thing. That's going to pay for that pine box and, and six pallbearers. That's all that's going <laughs> to Come on, man. That's all that's going to pay for. By the by time you put your parents in the ground, ten grand is gone. This is why people are doing GoFundMe's when their parents die. That's a hint that p parents were broke. That's a parent. That's a hint that parents are broke. They don't have enough money, life insurance to cover the debt. Not only that, the life insurance is going to go back to your parents' debt. Somebody got to pay it. And they're going to say, oh, this person had life insurance. We'll take that for that college debt, that University of Phoenix degree that she got or he. Yeah, they taking all of that, bro. Mm. They taking that 50 grand from your human resource job. They're taking it. You guys better start doing your research on this one. And if you have parents... If you have parents and they're in their 50s, 60s, and 70s, you better be preparing for this day. You better be preparing for this day. Because if you don't prepare, it's going to catch your ass off guard. When your parents stop working at 65 or 70, bruh, you bet who's taking care of them? You. You. Triggerverse sold out for a pint of Mad Dog beer and a pack of Cools in here. I got money. Sold you the hell out. You thought your parents were balling back in the day. They weren't balling. They were leveraging your future. And they were selling your ass out. Okay? They were selling you out. And they were racking up student loan debt like Cray. Jay Mee's our man out in uh, Texas in here. He says, Coach is right. I got my second rental property right before the rate increase, while people were waiting on a check for Uncle Sam, I was investing. The next five years is going to be amazing. So if you're getting in now, land, real estate, rental properties, whatever it is, if you're getting in now, the door, the window's going to close for most Americans. If you're waiting for checks, if you're saying, oh, I make $30,000, I'm good. Um, if you're saving money, We'll get into that conversation maybe on the money mindset. Saving money is almost a waste. It's a joke. All right. It's a joke. You're 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 losing money the more you save. I don't care if you got fifty thousand dollars in the bank right now. If it's sitting right there, you're losing it. And you're letting the bank lend it out to nine, fifteen, twenty, uh, to 50, 11 people. That's what they're doing. They're they're using you and giving you nothing in return. But it is what it is. It is what it is. But I'm not right about this. Shout out to Jay Mees. Das Token says they, they are doomed because they won't get their hands dirty. You can't digital every cent you make. You need hard skills like welding and mechanics. I agree with that too. So people used to be 
renaissance mans and jack of all trades but we've been trained in the industrial revolution revolutionary based uh mindset of nine to five and knowing one skill which is gonna put you in a bind because most people are gonna change their careers four five or 50 11 times so you want to be diverse in what you're able to do because if you lose this job the only job you can depend on in the market is the one skill that you had but you got to be able to do other things you got to be able to do other things and if you can do some things physically you can save yourself costs like if you own a home and you can do do it yourself and paint the house and weld and 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 wire and plumbing you're going to save yourself tens of thousands of dollars while the other person who has one skill has to hire people for all of these jobs right so you don't want to pigeonhole yourself in the public school indoctrination based job what do you like to do i want to study psychology and that's all you can do <laughs> come on man <laughs> this is why people need fathers but fathers my father was tough on me he needed to be tough on you because he doesn't want you to be a ham and egger <laughs> that's what, he doesn't want you to you know why because it's going to cost him a father knows that if i don't train you up to be self-supporting and, and have knowledge of self i'm going to support you until age 25 and 30. And dads don't want to do that because late, if it's a woman, he can't marry you off. If it's a man, you damn no good. <laughs> All right, Kavito says, read an article a few weeks ago about a 74-year-old speech pathologist that is in 200K in student loan debt asking how she can pay it off. Yeah, look, I, it's... um. It is damn amazing. This student loan thing. I'm going to go over this. I'm going to get back to the show. I'm going to do one more super chat. I got to get back to this because I got so many charts in this thing here. And again, this is hard lessons today. This is going to be tough love. This is going to be tough love. I'm not trying to make you feel good today. And I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm trying to sound the alarm to have a sense of urgency. Yeah, I could sit up here. Hey, buy luxury and live good and look at my watch. You know what I mean? I could do that, but that's not that's not me. Of course, I like nice things, but that's not why you're getting money. That's not why you're trying to be successful. That's not why I tell you to stop dating. I tell you this because the normal uh, normie, the normal NPC plugged in person does that first and they fail and fail and fail and fail and fail and fail and fail. They're 35, 40. Oh, I can't date. And what's wrong with women? And I'm telling you, man, would you drop all of that garbage? <laughs> right? That That's nothing. Are you? Do you have money? Do you have investments? Are you saved up? Do you have an emergency fund? Do you own anything? That's what I want to know first. If you are have, don't have any of these things, you don't need kids. You don't need a marriage. And you damn sure don't need a woman. You don't. You don't need to know, even be concerned with what women are doing behavioral-wise. Because the reality is they can't take you anywhere. And they don't plan to take you anywhere. So this woman, these people have $200,000 in student loan debt, nowhere to go, no solution. I said this earlier, your parents don't have even a plan for themselves, let alone have a plan for you. Their plan was to corner themselves, paint themselves on the corner with student loan debt. Oh yeah, just take student loan debt out, just keep getting degrees, 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 more degrees in the thermometer. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20, with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. And then they don't have no plan to pay it down. Their plan is to do Biden. That's their plan. 
which is desperation, by the way. Shout out to Gregory Hardaway says you should do a video on the art of cigar smoking. All right. And what I normally am going to probably do on that one is go to somebody because I do it as a, you know, I don't do it as a, I do it as a hobby. I don't know as much, but I know people that do. I actually have a place that I go buy cigars. So I've done a couple of vlogs where I brought them in to talk about it. But uh, I don't know if you know on YouTube, they don't like cigar videos. Uh, anything like cigarette smoking, cigar, firearms, truth, information, <laughs> they don't like it. All right. So if I do a cigar video, it's one of those things that they, oh, no, we kind of. Okay. So somebody is, I don't know. Somebody said, <laughs> so somebody maybe want to know what are the solutions then uh, stick around. But I have a book called The Free Agent Lifestyle, which is a solution factory. Okay. So you're like, well, what do I do? Okay, let's talk about this. Let's see if this is point number two. All right, yeah, point number two is you don't take advantage of your advantages. All right, number one, in America, we're the richest people around on the planet. There's other countries that are just as rich, but there's a lot of people who are poor. So our poor people are rich considering how people live around the country. I mean, around the world, around the world. Our poor people are wealthy compared to how other people live around the world. So we have significant advantages yet. We stick our power out and we complain about the people who are taking advantages of their advantages, right? So we say things like white privilege and something like that. And people are sellouts, Uncle Tom's, you don't care about the community. We put all these labels of people who are actually going, okay, if you're not going to do it, I'm going to do it. If you're not going to go get this money, I'm going to go get this money. If you're not going to focus and be intentional about your life, well, I'm going to do it. And then you rain on these people's parade when they are successful. And you make a lot of excuses. So what happens is you fell for the trap. Look at this. Uh, you said uh, the baby boomer sold you a dream about college because in their time, college degree meant something. In our time, it means nothing. It's toilet paper. It means nothing. So a lot of these baby boomers, and especially Gen X, went out there and ran and got just a degree. College degree is important. You enrolled in Afro-American studies. You enrolled in gender studies. You enrolled in sociology and psychology. You enrolled in these useless degrees, and then now you're in significant debt. And while you were in school, they raised the cost significantly on college. This is another example of you being greedy and having no plan and your parents not having a plan. You're going to go to college, and you went there, and you got a dance degree. Talk about a waste of time. You wasted your time and you wasted your money and you paid four and five times for that dance degree, four and five times for that human resource degree, and you ain't getting no wages back. <laughs> you ain't getting no wages back. As a look here, college costs have increased. Why? Since the 1980s. Why? Because the boomers and Gen Xers told your ass to go to college. And then the bank said, and the banks and the colleges said, hey, well, if they're going to do this and you're going to use the government to take out a student loan debt, we're going to charge the government more money. Okay. So that's how it went down. The colleges said, all right, so these people aren't paying directly. They're taking loans from the government. And so we'll try. So this is what people do when they charge your insurance. Um, this is what people do. So dentists, doctors, um, mental health professionals, anybody that says, do you have insurance? What they do is they raise the cost of the service or the product, and then they say, don't worry about it. You'll pay $20, $30 because you have insurance, right? And so they'll charge the insurance four and five times for the job. But in, in the 
in the event you don't have insurance, you're paying way too much for something that's cheaper, right? And many times you can go in and say, I don't have insurance. What cost can I pay for that? And then the dentist or the doctor will say, pay me four times less. Because they're overcharging. And so colleges are overcharging because you're running to the government to take the money out. And they're charging the government four and five times, maybe 169% more for the same useless degree that your mama got 10, 20 years ago. So this is the game. And this is how it works. So if you do have kids, you're more probably, you would be better served to just pay the debt for themselves if you want them to get a leg up. But again, if you do so, you will have people say, no, nah, you don't have to do that. Well, take advantage of your advantages. Why would you disadvantage your kids and make them normies when you can advantage them and not get them into debt? But no, you make $30,000 a year. You don't have to do much. But you're going to sit there from Friday to Sunday like a bump on the log watching Netflix and not doing extra to get ahead. You're going to say, I'm content making $3,000 a month. I'm good. No, you're not. Because the price of everything is going up. So if you have the opportunity now, you need to do it. Okay. Because inflation is real. Price increasing is real. Racketeering is real. It's real. And you guys are being taken advantage of instead of you taking advantages of your advantages. Okay, so never feel shame for going the extra mile. Never feel shame for having a sense of urgency. Never feel shame for doing better for your descendants because other people are going to do it and the payoff is going to be 10, 20, 30 years down the line. It is. So let's take that chart off right here. Um, let's do this. Let's talk about these boomers again. Somebody said inflation is not real. Okay. It's real to poor people. Diffusing the baby boomer time bomb. Now, this is going to be important for you Gen Zers and millennials and some of you Gen Xers. Okay. So the baby boomer time bomb is this, is that they, the baby boomers, oftentimes, this is a very generalized idea. They don't have nothing to pass on to you. So these people are going to be entering into, by 2030, most of them retirement age, meaning 65 and up. Like most of them will be retirement age. And Gen X will be entering into this so-called teetering on retirement. So when they do, when generation, I'm sorry, when baby boomers enter into this age, they are going to tax the system. They're going to tax Medicare. They're going to tax Social Security. They're going to tax re the retirement benefits. They're going to tax um, the they're going to tax it, uh, the, the nursing homes. They're going to tax everybody. But how you what you have to understand about when people tax something, they don't put anything back, okay? So people who tax stuff rarely put anything back, meaning the government or whoever the program is never recoup the money back. The problem with the baby boomers is there's so many of them and they live longer. Like they can live to 80, 90, 100 with no problem, but they don't put money back. This is what happens when people who use welfare don't uh, better themselves. So they take from the EBT or the WIC or whatever it is. The government says, okay, we're going to give you this a little bit of advantage so you can put yourself in a better position. And then we can make you a taxpayer and put the money back. We can recoup the money back. But people usually don't do that. They just take, 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 and they stay in the same position. 
And in essence, the government gave away the money and they never, the other person never put themselves in a position to become a taxpayer and put the money back. This is what the baby boomers are going to do. The baby boomers are going to tax, 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 and not put anything back, which is going to be a problem for you. It's going to be a problem if you have baby boomer parents because their health care cost is going to rise. The right, I, This is happening now. Health care, medication, all of these things are going to rise. You want to keep your parents alive? You're probably going to need nine grand a month. You can do, or you're going to let them move in with you. You're going to let them move in with you because you're going to say, I'm not paying no nine grand a month. Okay. This is what's happening. And they're going to tax, 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 tax. So uh, let's see here. They're going to tax the system. And this is the, everybody knows this is coming. And so they're trying to find a way to, to defuse the baby boomer time bomb. And um, ask your boomer parents, do they have anything? Do they have any life insurance? Do they have anything saved up? Do they have a house that they're going to pass on? Did they pay off their student loan debt? You better start taking notes now. Or it's going to be you that is going to pay that back. I'm letting you know it's going to be you. <laughs> All right, so let's see here. Let's go to the next chart. Why the baby boomer divorce rate is so high. So not only did the baby boomers leverage and sell you out as a general uh, rule, they also got divorced at a high rate. So mama, wait, grandma and or Mima and papa are not going to be moving in together with you. Mima or papa, you're going to have to make a choice. Am I going to support Mima or papa? Because both of them ain't coming in. And Pawpaw don't got nothing saved up. Why? Because he got divorced great to kingdom come. Not only did he divorce great once, he probably got divorced great at least three times. And he broke. So Pawpaw go need a place to go. And he probably, if you got to make a choice between Meemaw and Pawpaw, Pawpaw going to the street. In these streets. So they got divorced two, three times. Pawpaw done lost everything a couple of times. He's still raising kids. Pawpaw's still on child support. Pawpaw right now, he's 65, still on child support. <laughs> but what you going to do? Are you going to let Meemaw come in or Pawpaw? You're probably going to let Meemaw come in. So if Meemaw is there, what can she do? She can't cook a clean because she a baby boomer and she from Gen X. Meemaw going to be like, I'm going to go get me a job at the corporation. She's 70 years old. She's still doing job interviews. She's still sending her resume out on monster.com. And you like, Meemaw, can you watch these kids while I go to work so I can make some money and support you? What do I look like? I'm strong and independent, Meemaw says. <laughs> so this is what you're going to have to look out for. And this is what's going to be a crux in the situation because now you got to have, remember when your parents divorced? And they had split custody. They had split custody. You went to one house and one house. That's how you're going to do Meemaw and Pawpaw. They're going to be divorced. You're going to be supporting Pawpaw over here and Meemaw over there. Mm. They're going to be like, nah, I ain't getting married to him. I don't need him. Meemaw, you broke. What happened to all your alimony? Meemaw spent it. <laughs> she spent it in her divorce. Now she broke. Five years later, she was broke. Here it is, Generation X. Let's get into Gen X. The baby boomers are like, oh, God, thank God. They were like, man, baby boomers were like, coach, 
But coach, not me. This is unfair. This is not our fault. <laughs> Gen X. Let's get to you damn Gen Xers. I'm Generation X. Gen X, you guys are in trouble. Because not only are you going to have to support your kids because you're having kids at 40 and 50. You're going to have to support your parents because they're in 65 and 70 and 75. So after you get done kicking your kids out or your kids going to be living with you until 20 and 30, your parents also moving in. Gen X. Gen X is so busy trying to do it all that they hadn't had much time to prepare for retirement. The typical Gen X household has about $64,000 saved for it. Shit. Shit. Not nothing, but not enough to generate a lot of income. There's Generation X. If you know about these groups of people, I wouldn't date a Generation X to save my life. If I'm, if I'm talking the dating marketplace, I wouldn't date a Generation X woman to save my life. Because more than likely, she is in dire straits. And all she's going to do is sit up and put her feet up all up on your furniture smelling like corn nuts, moving in her Mima and Papa and her, her kids and her stepkids on you. I don't think so. Yeah, she's living her best life. The median retirement savings uh, is according to the Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies in the last quarter of 2019, which found that 41% of Gen Xers are afraid of outliving their money. Only one quarter of Gen Xers reported having $250,000 or more in retirement accounts. People are lucky to have more than 50 grand in their retirement accounts right now. The pandemic didn't help. Three in 10 Xers have said the pandemic has a serious, had a severe impact on planning for retirement. Oh, yeah, because you guys sat back, chilled, got your damn uh, your, your child tax credit and your STEMI. All right, that's what the hell you did. And now you're looking at your uh, bank account decrease. Now you got to go back to work. But the problem is you're 50, Gen X. You're 50. Your work time, your, the, your biggest time that you should have invested in your work life was 20 to 50. Now you got to do double time. And I know you're going to blame the government and all of that stuff. No, you listen to them. You put your faith in them. You let them feed you, which was a mistake. And everybody's been telling you it's been a mistake. All these conservative pundits been telling y'all, no, don't do that. Don't do this. And y'all, they're white supremacists and y'all this and that. And you don't know. And But they knew they were going to have to pay this bill. <laughs> and this is why the rich don't want to pay no taxes. They like, man, we ain't helping them. It's just like when your kid bites the hand that feeds them. And you're like, all right, I ain't going to pay for you. Go ahead and learn on your own. Go bump your head. This is what these people are doing. The rich are like, nah, we told y'all. We told y'all, so we ain't putting a damn thing in. This is why they act like that. It says right here, an April 2020 supplement to the TCRS poll found more than a quarter of the generation weren't saving for their retirement at the time. So I don't know if you guys know, a quarter is 25%. So 25% have less than $250,000. And I'm just going to let you know, twenty-five grand. In retirement is not going to cut it over 25 years. If you retire at 60, you're probably going to live to 80, 85. You're going to run through 250 grand. You're going to run through it quickly. 
You're gonna, you're not gonna have enough money, and you ain't going back to work at 75. Oh, damn, I ran out of money. Perhaps I'll go get a job. Nope, you're not gonna do it. <laughs> okay, you're gonna be struggling, bro. And this is what people have called fixed income. This is why they give you discounts for being old because they know your income is fixed. It, it, you're not getting more money in, right? You're not generating income, so they give you discounts at McDonald's and bus fare and trains and Denny's. That's why you see old people at Denny's because they give them discounts for being there and eating. Many also rated their retirement accounts to cover expenses when the pandemic hit. They also rated it to get Balenciaga, Louis Vuitton, travel and live their best life and put pools in their backyard. All right, that's what they also rated their retirement accounts to do. They rated their retirement accounts to start businesses that went belly up. They are truly in the middle of their prime working years, says uh, she said of Generation Z. And it says uh, they're trying to take care of their. Oh, here it is right here. They're trying to take care of their adult children. Damn, it scrolled up. And some younger children. They are also taking care of individuals older than them. So if you want to know and you're mad at anything that I said, this article from The Insider just pointed out exactly what I said. They're trying to take care of their adult children and sometimes younger children because you got remarried and you want to have more kids. This is why I tell you, man, why remarry and have old, more kids and you're 40 and you divorced? Give it up. But no, you got remarried again, have more kids at 40. And now you're 55 and 60 trying to take care of younger children still living at home, adult children still living at home, and then your parents taking care of them when they end up retirement. There it is right there. You guys are screwed. And you're going to be tight. I'm just letting you know it's going to be tight. And you ain't got no money saved. Oh, boy. I'm not going to get to that yet. I'm not going to get to that yet. Uh, did we touch on ADHD? Yep, we touched on that. So I'm going to minimize those. Uh, I'll keep that one up. Here it is right here. You guys are get, catching hell today, catching wreck. <laughs> Somebody says, I F's with Denny's. I don't mind Denny's either. All right. A majority of young adults in the U.S. live with their parents for the first time since the Great Depression. This is as of 2020, so I know it's gone up. So here's the boomer in the Generation Xer. The friendly parent, you didn't put no pressure on her ass because she got depression and stress. Oh, I don't want to be nothing to myself. So you become friends with her. And now she's living up under your roof, scrolling on her phone, making TikToks in her bedroom that she's had since she was five years old. She's also probably on Seeking Arrangements and Lonely Fans. Tr trust me, I've met so many girls, young girls on Seeking Arrangements, all right, that still live with their parents. And I'm talking about upwards in the 20s, 27, 28, still living in, sucking the resources off their parents. All right. And so right here, the majority. So I don't want to hear, I don't do it, so I'm okay. No, 52% of young adults between the ages of 18 and 29 still live with their parents. And what you're going to say is, I know, coach, it's hard. It's expensive. Yeah. But your parents did that to you. I didn't do it to you. And not only did they make it expensive but with all of the stuff that I mentioned before, your parents are in trouble financially. They got no plan for you. As a result, you live with them. They had no plan for you. They didn't pay for your college. They didn't set you up. They don't have nothing to pass on to you when they did. You're going to take care of them when they're older. 
And not only that, you still living up under them with no hopes for the future, right? Mm. What are you going to do? Become rich at 35? What are you going to do? Start at OnlyFans? I mean, where's your life going? To the point where you can be independent. So if you live in Miami, New York, LA, San Diego, Washington, DC, Boston, Chicago, if you live in any of these places, it's going to be difficult for you because this is not the economy to recover. This is not it. The corporations are owning it. I know this is tough. This is a tough lesson. And it's not all your fault. So I do sometimes can say, yeah, these young people ain't got it together. But it's the parents' fault. Because you wanted to be friends with your kids. And now your mama selling feed pictures. And now your mama was strong and independent. And your daddy got divorced great two or three times because he's a sucker for love. And now he's broke. And none of you guys live with your daddy because your daddy ain't got a damn thing to his name. All right. In July, 52% of young adults reside with one or both of their parents, up from 47% in February. So the pandemic accelerated this. And guys, we're not going to get out of this anytime soon. 10, it's going to take 10 or 20 years to get out of this. Your generation is not going to be the beneficiary of the recovery. All right. That's going to be Gen Alpha and whoever the preceding generation or the generation that uh, it comes after Gen Alpha. Gen Alpha. They're going to get the benefits of the recovery if there is one. But millennials and Gen Z, you're not. Um, It's unfortunate. You're not. Unless you as an individual do so, but as a culture, as a group, as a country, no. You as an individual have to take advantage of your advantages. But as a culture, we ain't all rising up together. I'm just letting you know right here. Um, Now, let's give you the opposite side. Adults are living with their parents at unprecedented levels as crushing debt and runaway housing market. Now, runaway housing market and the pandemic makes independence impossible. I know you said I was doom and gloom. And I know you were saying I might be cherry picking articles here, but it didn't take me long to punch all of this up. But even they are saying it's making independence impossible for many of you. Independence is not going to be possible. Guys, I, I'm independent and it's tough. You know what I mean? I got to get up every day and have a plan. Every day I got to have a plan. Every day I'm trying to prevent being pulled down by knuckle draggers and ham and eggers and normies and NPCs because they want me to do less. They don't want me to take advantage of advantages. They want to guilt me in to being in their position. Only you don't have a plan for me. Your parents don't have a plan for me. Society doesn't have a plan for me. So I got to do what I got to do. I don't want to be hooked on the government like you. I don't want to take shortcuts like you. I don't want to say all you have to do is like you because I've seen you do all you have to do is and it doesn't work. I've seen you guys get foreclosed on. Well, all you have to do is put put 3.5% down and then take an adjustable rate mortgage at five years and then, no, 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 no. I saw many of you do that and get screwed. But you guys all want to be Fashion Nova and all of this stuff. You guys all want to live now and live the luxury life now, high heels. You dudes want to drive Ferraris at 22. All right, that's what you guys want to do. And it ain't working. Let me see if I want to continue, conclude this point. I'll conclude this point. 
And then I'm going to give you the last point, but I'll do the super chats first. Yeah, hope is not a strategy. And a lot of people depend on hope. Well, I hope it changed. All right, I hope. Oh, that, don't worry. It's going to be okay. <laughs> I'll just pray to the Lord. You better take this. You better take life by the balls. Pause. You better start getting up, get out, and getting something. Because if you don't, you're going to be effed up. Your Generation X parents and your baby boomer parents have no plan. By the way, if you got arrested today for a minor infraction of the law, if you went to your parents today and say, can you put up some bail money for this minor infraction? Your ass will be sitting in jail for 30 days minimum until you see the judge. Okay. They ain't got it. They don't have no house to leverage. They don't have the cash. They got zero for you. And that's enough to tell you. Not only do they not have enough to bail your ass out, they don't have enough to hire an attorney for you to save your ass, to save your hide. You will be up creek right now if you got thrown in the tank. <laughs> this is why I tell you, always go get more and have a bail money fund. Have a, a safe in your house that has bail money because you never know. You never know. Some girl might levy a, face, a false accusation at you and you in the clink. You're going to need somebody to run to your closet, go in the closet, wherever you keep your safe, get, get the cash out, get your 10% out, take it to the bills, bondsman, and get me the hell out of here. And then we need to go hiring a lawyer. But you guys don't even know. Lawyers know nothing. You don't have nothing planned. What is your plan? This is what I teach men on my courses. Have a plan. No lawyers, no law enforcement offices, no a judge. I know a judge. I know a judge. I have a good relationship with the judge so that if something goes down, I'm going to drop his name. Okay. You guys are so, so worried about panties and, and, and dating these single mamas and you got no plan for your life. This is real in the field. This real out here. It's not a game, but you guys are treating life like it's a game and you're treating life like you're entitled to be here. Guys, your daddy could have let off on your mama's tummy down her gullet, he could have skied it on the blanket, but he didn't. Your mama could have crossed her legs and say, no, you got to earn it that night, and you might not be here. It was a minor miracle for you to even get to that point of uh, conception. He could have skied it in the condom, whatever, but here you are. <laughs> he could have been watching prawn.com on a napkin, you could have been on a damn piece of toilet paper. But you're here. <laughs> Come on, man. And then you're treating it like somebody owes you something for, because you're here. Nobody owes you nothing. At all. Anyway. <laughs> I try to bring some humor into this. Because this is a serious subject matter. This is serious. Yeah, they could have set you up for adoption. You could have been in the Florida Planned Parenthood. I mean, the likelihood of you being here is a miracle. And you guys are, oh, my God. <laughs> God dang, man. Really cherish this opportunity that you have here. And it goes fast because I'm 46. Feels like I was 21 just yesterday. I'm entering into the third quarter of my life. Meaning by the time I get to middle of third quarter, 
it's a rapsky. I mean, I, at any point, it could be my last day. And once it's over, it's over. This is not the practice life for the life that you're going to live next time you hear. You're not going to take advantage of the information. Oh, I know better now. So when I come back, I'm going to kill it. No, this is it. When it's lights go out, it's night, night, dirt nap. You ain't coming back. <laughs> you ain't coming back armed with information. I'm going to be rich the next life I get to. No. Man. Please. All right. Shout out to Das Token says the boomers went to college and got master's degrees just to stay home. Meanwhile, you a child with no college fund. Man, think about that. I know a lot of people that did go to college and then they are just sitting at home. <laughs> it's crazy. It's that's you know, you think about that and you go, wow, why would you let's just say you paid it talk cost you one hundred and twenty thousand dollars and you didn't do nothing with your degree. Like why? Like that is a waste of money. Everybody's saying they coming back. All right, come on back. <laughs> come on back to life. That is a waste of money. What could you have done with that 120 grand, right? And I look at it for my kids. I'm like, okay, you don't want to follow my plan? I'll save the money. I'll make better use of the money, right? You know, I, you don't have to follow what I'm doing. I'm setting you up, but, you know, you got to learn the hard way. Because I'm not going to piss away college money. I'm not going to do it. I have requirements for this. <laughs> You're not going to just piss my money away. I don't know, man. Shout out to Mr. Wombat, 42-year-old Gen Xer in South Georgia. My friends in real estate are my friends in real estate are selling homes left and right. As soon as our house hits the market, it's already under contract within hours. You're speaking truth. Keep up the great work. And this is real in the field. When when people are putting up these houses, they're going like this. So they don't have time for you to get your mortgage lender to send the pre-qualification note. They don't have time for them to look over it. Oh, you're going to put $8,000 down. Okay, loan will fund after we make sure that she, uh, this person does actually qualify. We can get, they don't got no time for that. Mm. Not when there's 10 already offers with full cash. Investors and corporations inform and investors. And by the way, Let's talk about that. I'll talk about that really quickly. Foreign investors are coming in cleaning house on you. They're cleaning house on you. And they got the money. Why? Because most of the time they did it the right way, right? They didn't divorce each other and take each other and live strong and independent. They actually were like, all right, let's do this right. Let's do it traditional. And they got the money. So don't be mad when your, the Indian neighbors move in on you and the Asian people move in on you and the Hispanic culture and the Nigerians. Don't be mad when they buy up all the houses in your neighborhood. And you call it regentrification, right? Don't be bad when the white people come in and buy up your stuff and then they redo downtown, okay? Don't be bad. It's your fault, bro. Mm. All right, Doxy Trash says when we, uh, wait, when? Oh, we were a George Bush no left behind act <laughs> where all that money go. Um, I think I, I miss, I don't know if you misspelled or mispronounced that, but yeah, George Bush. No child left behind. Boy. So instead, we just pushed everybody through and put them in special ed. I mean, special ed classes and resource teachers, there was a high demand for them. Why? Because people start selling out their kids. 
Oh, I can't control them. They don't got no attention span. Oh, they got this. All right, give them this medication and then put them in this so special ed. And then the school will get a kickback. The district will get a kickback. The government will get a kickback. Your parents will get a kickback. Meanwhile, your kid high as hell in the classroom just trying to stay up. Okay. You know what happened? You didn't parent them. That's what happened. That's why your kid don't pay attention. <laughs> All right. And that's why your kid over here, uh, everybody capitalizing off drugging your kid up. Because you can't parent them. And you probably were too old to have the kid. Let's not even discuss that. That was a contributing factor. <laughs> I mean, you come on, man. I, I Look. I know this is unpopular opinion. I got to put up the damn disclaimer, but it's the truth. It's the truth. I know it, it is. It happened. We saw it happen. We watched it happen. And your solution was drug my kid. And then <laughs> pharmacy got kicked back. The doctor got a kickback from the farm. Mm. Man, please. And then guess what? Your kid living with you at 29. He better be good at coding or some Nintendo or something. Make a make a YouTube channel. <laughs> anyway, shout out to me. Here we go here. Das Tokens, health is well. You can't eat Taco Bell for years and expect a good old age. Go to Whole Foods. Yep, that's kind of like leveraging your future. So a lot of people, I got to eat cheap food. And you eat cheap food for five years. You don't realize that the toll you're taking on your life, you're losing years by eating that cheap food. All right. And by the way, go eat some breakfast today. Go eat some breakfast. You know why you need to eat breakfast? You know why you're not happy? You don't eat breakfast. You're starving. And you probably barely ate lunch. And you're going to starve down some fast food for dinner. And you probably stayed up all night and then dragging your ass up this morning, needing cups of coffee to survive. And you'll wonder why you have depression. And you'll wonder why you stressed. Because you're tired and hungry. You stayed up to 11.30, 11.30, 12.00, 12.31. That damn 6 a.m. alarm came up. You walking like a zombie. Oh, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> Here's some breakfast. I don't want no breakfast. And then you took your ass to work, took your ass to college classes and school, hungry as hell, starving, your brain going, feed me, feed me. 12 o'clock, you finally come, scarf down a bag of hot Cheetos, Doritos, and a bag of M&Ms and the, some Twizzlers in your back pocket. All right. And then by 630, you scarfing down eight portions of meals. <laughs> yeah. And get some exercise, too. You don't exercise. Come on, stop. Bro. Mm. Then by the time you reach for some food, it's it's the it's the one dollar menu at McDonald's or Taco Bell. Have some fruit. Let's go back to the basics. See, you don't got time to feed your kids no more. Because you focus on your career, right? So I could focus on my career. And now you both running out of the house in the morning. Both parents are running out of the house. Gen X, millennials, and Gen Z. No, no, Gen, wait, baby boomers. You don't feed your kid. You give them a Pop-Tart and some damn Lego, Eggo waffles. Okay. They barely want to eat that. Nobody got time to cook them a good hot meal. You guys wake up 20 minutes before it's time to get to school. And you wondering why they depressed. You wondering why. And by the way, you parents probably on medication. 
<laughs> so if you own meds, you probably don't mind selling out your kids and putting them on meds too. Because misery loves company. Let me get to these cash apps. Somebody said, what's the solution? I, I love it, man. I, I, I love it, right? So I just sat here and talked for 140. You didn't find a solution yet? I said, have a sense of urgency. Stack money. Don't just save money. Invest. Eat breakfast. Exercise. Sleep. Live the free agent lifestyle. Don't get into a relationship. Move out of your parents' house. Prepare your parents. Ask them, do they have anything? I gave you so many damn solutions. Meet with your boomer parents. Do you have any money saved? Do you have a life insurance? Come on, stop. Get off the drugs. Stop enabling yourself. Stop making excuses. How many damn more solutions can I give you? Stop doing Biden. <laughs> Get a job. Come on. Cuff your balls. I gave you a bunch. I gave you a bunch of solutions. You want the damn magic pill. I know everybody, there's a magic pill for everybody. You guys are used to magic pills. Let's fix everything now. Nope. No, it's broken. The whole damn thing. <laughs> the whole damn thing is broken. And y'all out here looking for love, trying to learn Mac and player game, and you got nothing. I know this is hard to hear. I know it's hard. You're overweight and you want to hire a personal trainer and you want to lose weight in 90 days. Nope. Sorry, that's not what I do. What I do is charge your ass for about two or three years and I make your ass run on this treadmill. Come on, get your ass up there. Oh, this is too hard. You quit after two sessions and then you want a refund. Guys, I've been working with young people for a long time. I've seen this excuse-making stuff pile up and pile up for decades. And I'm like, I'm done with it, man. I'm done with it. I've seen y'all do this. Too, too damn much. I've heard it from everybody. I heard the racial excuses. I've heard it all, man. And it ain't working. Now we're up to all kind of damn excuses. It's ridiculous. We're going to get to that in a minute. Leo K says, over the past 40 years, the middle class got squeezed while the bottom 50% captured uh, 12% and the top 1% captured nearly 30% of global wealth. That's what happened. And people were firing the warning shots way earlier than me. They were saying the middle, once the middle class gets squeezed, it's going to be problematic because just to be honest with you, middle class pays for everything. They pay for everything. You guys are the ones who have W-2s and get taxed, right? You can't hide money, right? You don't have a business. You are slave wage, right? So the government IRS just taxed the hell out of you. Makes it, makes it hard for you. And many middle-class people have stresses that where both people have to work. This is why Elizabeth Warren wrote the two-income trap. So anybody that gets into this, women should work, and uh, you can do that, but you're going to be middle-class and you're, you're falling into the trap. All right, so uh, it's not about being traditional and, and, and women are weak or any of that, but what it is, is about is you then sell your kids out because you're so exhausted. Both of you guys are working for the man and your kids are going to get the short end of the stick decades later, and you'll have nothing to pass on to your kids. But it is what it is. You guys do what you want to do. And middle class try to live like wealthy people. So that's their trap as well. Middle class people want what wealthy people have, and they think because they got $85,000 a year on W-2, hey, I want what wealthy people have, but you can't do it. You can't keep up with the Joneses. You're not what You're not wealthy. You're in a good position, but you're not wealthy. So you can't get the big Ford Expedition. 
you can't get the big fancy big mansion. You got to go live in the ranch house. That's what you got to do. You got to live in the ranch house with your three kids and they're all sharing bedrooms until they're teenagers. But you don't want to do that. Y'all want to be fashion noble. Y'all want to have it now. And then you leverage yourself. You leverage your future and you sell your kids out. That You want to get past the middle class. It's not a resting point. You want to go run right past it. Or you stay in the trap. You stay in the, what do they call it? The hamster wheel. You stay in the rat race. You want to go from poor middle class and go right up to rich and wealthy. But, but, but if you stay in middle class, you're the, you're the, um, you're the rat <laughs> in the maze. That's what you are. Shout out to, um, uh, R Singleton says, uh, CGA, I've already started hearing that having bad credit is a form of modern slavery. Yeah, man. Having bad credit will take a toll on you. It will have uh, emotional and psychological stress. Uh, biblically, if you look at how they describe debt, debt is evil. Debt is evil by the people who make you in debt. And debt is evil for you to have because many of you guys, uh, most of you guys, if you didn't have debt, you would be a different person. But many of you guys have had debt since you've been in your 20s and you're well in your late 40s and 50s. You've never even known adult life without debt. Think of how different a person you would be. You'd be able to stand up, right? That monkey would be off your back. You'd be able to think about saving money. But some of you guys say, should I pay off my student loans or save to buy a house? Yeah, that, that's going to take a toll on you. It is. And so you have to try to find out the way to get debt free. Before you try to play the leverage, the debt game, that's a whole different argument, right? Using the bank's money and the government's money to become wealthy. That's a different money of leveraging debt. You're leveraging other people's money, not your money. All right, so there's a difference in uh, debt philosophies, but you can't be in debt and leverage the bank money. Like, you can't be in personal debt and then try to go leverage the bank money and then never pay down your personal debt. Anyway, oh, exclamation point, coach, you're speaking facts as usual. Run, tell that. Run, tell that. Uh, Dre the dream. I just described that positive debt. Positive debt is using the bank's money, using the government's money. This is when people say, well, let's say, say it, white people, white people depend on the government too. But what they do is they, they use the bank's money, right? So the government will have a program in which they can use the bank's money to come become wealthy. That's different than uh, waiting for a handout. And that's also different from borrowing from the bank as a solution. Right. So land grants. Yes, people have used those things as government handouts, but they also have used the bank's money uh, to get them there. They didn't use really use debt like that. But not all, not all, but some. Anyway, U.S. Army retired. The lady rapper LaShawn, 50 years old, is living with a 20 year old guy in a trailer park. She was in LL Cool J's video doing it. And then ODJ did a YouTube about it. All right, shout out to him. Did I do all the cash apps? Um, but yeah, I, it, guys, that's the future of Gen X, X women. I mean, they're going to start going for younger men and they're preying on younger men because younger men are vulnerable. They, they're sex starved and they'll bone anything. So if they get access to her, they'll do it. But she's going to leech off of him too. Uh, young and successful says, I see people 40, 50, and 60 working at fast food restaurants, no retirement. Also, I'm selling my rental property to 30 
uh, for 30 and 50K above market price. It's crazy. Offer within days of being on the market. If you don't believe me, this is the reality of the rental on the house market. I have a real estate license. I've worked in the industry as a mortgage person, mortgage loan officer, and a real estate salesman. So I've seen peaks and values. I've seen this. I've seen the, the craziness of real estate. So I understand what goes on. So you see a house, you got no down payment, small down payment, and you see it listed for $220,000. I don't know where this house is, but that's what you see it listed as. It's going to sell for $245, $250. And you ain't going to get it. Okay, you ain't going to get it with your 8% down. So just be ready for what's going on here. M. Lavo sold out, no inheritance, no life insurance, no policy. You will pay to bury them. Wise up, gents. Save, scale back, stack as much as you can, and wake up. I would have money stacked. This is why I would work aggressively. Here's another solution. Ding, ding, ding. If you're a person, a man specifically, forget a relationship. If you have kids and a mama or a mama and a daddy, me, ma, and uh, papa, I would save every dollar I can because they're coming to your door. And that's you. They're all coming back to you. Yes. And if you don't take care of their ass, they're going to guilt you. They're going to guilt your ass. You're not going to take care of me. What about the time I wiped your dirty rear end? What about the time I helped you do this? What about the time I... all the kids, all your kids that didn't listen to you, all the kids that ran to your mom, to their mama, all the kids that made you force you into paying child support because they were emotional and you were putting pressure on their ass. They're coming back. Daddy, I know I made your life a mess and child support didn't rape you over the coals. However, I've learned. I've had two boyfriends. I've been getting my back clapped out. I've been partying. I've been sucking seed at Arizona State. But now I'm back. Help me. Help me, Lord. Help me. <laughs> now, you can get your veins cold as hell and tell everybody to kick rocks. And you can tell them you had your chance and you can tell them you F me over or you can go ahead and be the nice guy. Okay, I'll pay for you. What are you going to do? Because it's coming. If you're a father that know it's coming. When you turn about 50 to 55, everybody coming back to you. Your mama, your mima, your papa, your kids, your son, your daughter, uh, your son and daughters, son and daughter. Your son and daughters, baby mama and baby daddy, they coming back right up under you. And that's you. <laughs> you better have a plan. You better start investing in burial plots. This is what blue trippers do. They invest in the burial plot. So when they die and they Mima and Papa die and their kids die, they got a place to bury them. But not your dumb ass. Not you. You ain't got no burial plot. So when your parents die, they're going to charge you three, four times the rate. Because they're going to be like, damn, we ain't got no place to put them. In Milwaukee, Wisconsin, they were digging up dead bodies to put new dead bodies in. Because the dead bodies that was in there, nobody was there to claim them. Look it up. <laughs> they dig, they dug up your great grandpa. They dug up T-Mon that got shot on his birthday. They dug up Pookie, Ray Ray, uh, Deshaun, 
and Dexter. They dug up all of their ass and set their ass to the side, dumped them in the damn Lake Michigan or something. I don't know what they did with them, incinerated them just to pull up. Yeah, just to pull up, put the dead bodies of the new people in, bro. Y'all better realize what's going on is real in the field out here. They did that in Chicago too. And they normally do that with community people. They, that's who they do it with. Because they know y'all ain't got to do nothing. All right. So have a plan. Tell your baby boomer mama, no, we're cremating you. And I'm throwing your ashes in the ocean. We're not going to put your ass in a, uh, a nice casket and have everybody crying around you. They're going to be crying around a damn pimp. Uh, 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 what do they call them? A little, uh, one of them pimp cups. That's where your ass is going to be in. <laughs> and we're going to have a ceremonial service via Zoom. That's what we're going to do. All right, so get your, ass, get your ashes in the damn cup. The, not, not the urn, the pimp cup. What is the, the I can't, yeah, the chalice, the chalice. That's what it is. All right, you're going to be in a chalice. That's what you're in. Not even the urn. No, no, no. What, the urn costs what? $300? Oh, hell no. Hey, bring that chalice around here. I'm going to be sitting around here looking like the dude. <laughs> you better tell him. Get your veins cold out here. Because they're not going to, dude, they're going to cost you 50 grand when they pass. And you're going to get zero back. <laughs> so I said a solo cup. Get that damn Slurpee cup in here. All right, hey, put the damn ashes in there, bro. I'll keep them right over here. You go out to the damn ocean, Catalina Island. Whoosh. Throw them damn ashes up. And I expect the same thing for my kids to do if I do them dirty like that. All right, if I do them dirty all their life and leverage their future, do me like that too. I don't care. I'm going to be dead. I don't care. <laughs> what do I care? I don't need the body no more. My soul gone from it. <laughs> Shout out to 2D Universe. Last one. You can tell our parents ain't playing played any good RPGs. Look at how they raised their raised their parties. No funds. Wait, raised their parents or raised their parent parties? No funds for the end game. No funds for the end game. People don't got no funds. All right. Anytime you see, uh, what is it called? Uh, I mentioned it early. GoFundMe funerals. I see the Hispanic people in Santa Ana standing on the side. Oh, my kid, that man. I'm like, y'all didn't think about that. When y'all was living all in the house together, driving all in the car together, just barely scraping by. Y'all didn't think there was going to be a rainy day. Murphy's Law. Murphy's. Hey, listen, when I teach my budgeting, budgeting course, I might teach this again on money mindset. On my budgeting course, I give you a spreadsheet. And on the spreadsheet is a category, is a line under the um, income, the income and the expense category. And there's a line that says Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law is the rainy day. That means that's jail, you get arrested, DUI, false allegation, you get thrown in a clink, um, margin calls, you get in a car accident, you're in the hospital, hospitalization, you get sick. Murphy's Law dictates that anything that can go wrong will go wrong, and that can happen at any particular point. It can start raining right now. And if you ain't got no umbrella, that's your fault. Same thing is in your budget. If you don't budget 10% of your income, 20% of your income, and it's on my spreadsheet, Murphy's Law, and I think it's at 10%.
budget 10% for stuff that goes wrong. Because when it will, you better have the money for it. You get a flat tire. You need four, you need two t- tires. If you have it in your budget, you're good. Okay, but a lot of people don't. When I'm on seeking arrangements and I tell a girl, yeah, hey, come see me. She's in Anaheim. I'm in Newport Beach. It's a 15-minute drive. Okay. Oh, I don't have enough gas money to go. What? What type of business are you running? What type of business are you running? You're set, you're in the business. You're in the business. Do you understand you're a business person? Like if I hired you, <laughs> I hired you to do a job. I can't get to the job. I need gas money. I'm, I I literally be like, how are y'all getting by? Somebody said, but Instagram says everyone is rich, coach. Exactly. You guys are being sold a bill of goods. I'm going to get back to parts of this show. And the third point. The third point is our society makes more excuses than a pregnant nun. And everybody knows a pregnant nun going to have to explain some things. And so we have built-in excuses for everything. I have ADHD. My mama died. My granny died. I was in therapy. Uh, I have mental disorder. I have uh, depression, stress. Uh, I'm fat and I'm overweight. The diets don't work the same. White privilege, uh, woman privilege, uh, man privilege. I was touched when I was 10. I mean, come on, man. Life goes on. It's unfortunate. But everybody has a sob story. Every one of us has a sob story. And what we have to do, what we tend to do is try to top everybody with our sob story as a reason why you can't perform. Let me show you an example of what's going on here. Take a look at this right here. This is Ben Simmons, basketball player. He got traded from the Philadelphia 76ers to the New Jersey Nets. Take a look at this. He set, he set this year, and he probably collected some $20, 30000000 million. Ben Simmons rumor, Star told the Nets, of mental block that could impact back injury. His lingering back problems could be tied to the mental health issues he has been dealing with dating back to last season. He has a mental block that exists for him and it creates stress that could serve as a trigger point for his back issue. We have really taken mental health to the absolute low point. Now, I know some people are dealing with some things, but look, go get a, go get some breakfast. Have a good night's sleep. Reset your time clock. <laughs> okay. And get your ass back to work. We all stressed out. It's tough for everybody. But damn. If multimillionaires are running around like this, with more excuses than a pregnant nun. What about the rest of us? Are we going to make excuses for everything? Or are we going to realize that everybody goes through sh- Everybody goes through stuff. It's no excuse to not perform. Because you know what's funny? You know what's funny? 
and I've done this as a teacher, a coach all my life, the same people who's going to whip out an excuse previously, the previous day, the previous week, the previous month, they never mentioned one time about any of these issues. Not once. They was shaking their ass. They was having fun on Snapchat and Instagram. They was ha-ha and kiki and ha-ha. <laughs> they was smoking weed. They was drinking. They was partying. They was fornicating. But when they ass got in trouble and accountability showed up, now all of a sudden, I start hearing the bullshit. I start hearing it. Here it comes. Here it comes. I had ADHD and my mama died and my brother got shot on his birthday. His name is T-Mon. I got depression. I'm stressed. I was poor, broke. I'm black, fat. Here it comes. More excuses than a pregnant nun. Here it goes. Now, what we've done for Generation Xers and baby boomers, we were the ones allowed that. We were the ones allowed that. So that's our fault when millennials and, and Gen Zers are doing it. Because you're so weak in a weak parent, you fall for it hook, line, and sinker. Or better yet, if you're a divorced parent, it's a way to get leverage over the other divorced parent. So when you see it, you're like, oh, good, I'll use this. This is how I can prove the other parent is unfit. And then you get leverage. Then as a result, you can get child support. And as a result, you can get sympathy. And as a result, you become the victim. And as a result, you see what I mean? This is what people do. Instead of uh, pulling your own self up by your own bootstraps, you find a way to capitalize on things so you continue to being shiftless and lazy. And it is what it is. See, before, nobody allowed you to say, my dog ate my homework. Now, we can say, I ate my homework. We can literally say, well, I ate it. And I ate it because one, two, three, four, five. But it didn't stop your ass from shaking your ass and smoking and going out there fornicating. It didn't stop you out there from being in these streets. It didn't stop you out here from ha-haing and kikiing. It didn't stop you from going out there partying and flying to Vegas. It didn't stop you from getting money on seeking arrangements. It didn't stop your ass. It didn't stop you. It didn't stop you out here from doing a stanky leg and the crate stack challenge. Now, all of a sudden, oppression. You see what I mean? This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. So what's it going to be? I'm not going to be the type of person that falls for this stuff. Because my veins are ice cold. I'm like, look, I ain't got time to worry about y'all. Remember, take advantages. Take advantage of your advantages. If you don't want to. You go ahead. Just don't affect me and drag me back into that BS because it's excuse. That's all it is. It's an excuse. Whether you want to hear that or not, it's an excuse. That's all it is. So take your excuse, make an ass somewhere else and not impact me because I don't want no parts of it. That's how I deal with people. I don't care if you related to me or not. People realize that. And whatever you want to do with your life, you go ahead and do it. But just don't, don't, don't count on me. Okay, don't count on me. Because I'm not playing that excuse game. And we were all we were all part of that at one point. But at some point, you got to get out of that and grow up. But unfortunately, we train a culture of people, millennials and Gen Z, to do exactly that. And now they're living at your house. Now you have all of this nonsense right here. Megan Fox on supporting son wearing a dress. Look. Mm. 
this is a gen, uh, this is a baby boomer. No, no, I'm sorry. This is a Gen Xer. How old is she? How old is Megan Fox? And this is what she's doing to her Gen Alpha son. How old is Megan Fox? I believe she's in her 40s, if I'm not mistaken. See something here. She might be a millennial. Megan Fox age. She's an old millennial. 35. Yeah, so she's in the millennial category here. And look, you guys can do whatever the hell you want with your kids. But leave that to you. You go ahead and do it. But I just know you're setting your kid up for failure. I'm just letting you know. Same thing with D-Wade. Same thing and all that stuff. All they're going to be is a victim. Okay? That's all you're giving them is just a built bunch of built-in excuses and you're a weak parent. Look, let them decide what they want at 18. Let them decide what they want to do at 18. At 18, you can do whatever you want. You can start filming prime all you want. I don't care. All right, because you're on your own. I gave your ass a chance. I did what I was supposed to do by nature, pretty much by law. It's not by nature. Most people are able to support themselves or should be able to by 15 or 16. Okay, but we've extended this out to 18. Next thing you know, it'll be 25. All right, but go do it. You're built for this. Go have it. Okay, but but while you're with me, you got to do what I say. No, you need to be friends. You need to be showing that you love them. You need, okay, y'all want to play that game and coddle these kids and have them live with you until 30? You do it. It ain't going to be on my time and my dime. I really don't care. <laughs> I'm a little bit cold, man. Because I, re I see the BS coming miles away. I see it before you come, before you see it. I see it way before you see it because I've been working with young people for a long time. It's pitiful. It's absolutely pitiful. And kids know, they're smart enough to know how to play your ass like a fool, like a fiddle. And you're so desperate for attention and love that you use, you allow your kids to do this, right? So this woman's been married and divorced a couple of times. And then now she knows all she has is her kid. And so she's going to use her kid as a codependent source of love because she's incapable of performing duties in love for another person, like a man. It's okay. Here he says, be ready to launch the experiences of millennials with ADHD. Okay. Um, and these are the people that are supposed to take care of, uh, of us when we're older. <laughs> what about, oh, it says all snap. Let's talk about the community real quick. I've warned you and warned you. This is an article from 2019. So go ahead and speed this up. Uh, African-American wealth may fall to zero by 2053. Now, I know people are going to be like, it's they, what, that's what they want. They hate us. Okay, you can play that game all you want. Uh, it ain't about that, in my opinion. It's about, it's, this, is the, this is how people grow up economically, right? You guys have chosen to have kids out of wedlock like crazy. Nobody, you could have stopped yourself. You could have not had knocked up a woman when you were 16. You could have you could have chose to do that. You could have chose to not have three generations of people in your home sucking off the resources, one person working, five people chilling. You could have chose to move out of your area to a safer community in the school in a good school district, but you didn't because of church and a barbershop or hair salon you don't want to leave and your group of people. Okay, you chose to do that. 
50 years later, you're in this predicament. And then they're going to say, and 50 years forward, you're going to be broke. See, what you do today impacts you down the line. So they're already telling you down the line, y'all up shit's creek, whether intentionally done or not. I don't think people hate us that much. However, 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 people are taking advantage of their advantages. Poor you. They don't give a damn. And the reality of uh, when you finally are the one to say, hey, I'm going to go get mine, and you end up next to people in the suburbs that are struggling, and they're looking at your black ass going, how are you here driving a Porsche? How are you here paying the same mortgage and rent that I'm paying? You give them confusion. They're like, how did you get here? And I said, I'm going for mine. I'm taking advantage of my advantages, and I don't give a damn. They can't do nothing to me. They can't take me out of my house. They can't take me out of my cars. They can't do nothing but look at me and go, how did he do it? He overcame and he's right here next to me and he looks like he's doing good. How's he doing it? How did he overcome the strategy to keep us down? Because I did it. And I said, the hell with the rest of y'all. I'm going to get mine, <laughs> right? So the crabs in the barrel sitting there going, how did you do it too? Because I said, I'm cuffing my balls and I'm going for mine and no dead weight over here. I'm going to be tough on my kids. I'm going to demand they, that they do stuff. I'm not going to coddle them. I'm not going to be with three generations of people, meaning my mama and my kids and me in the house. I'm not going to stay in the community to go get my hair cut. I'm going to cut my own hair bald. I don't need to hang out at the barbershop for five hours to get my hair cut. You know, the barbershop taking all damn day. You got to wait three hours to get your damn hair cut. I ain't doing it. I'll move away from the barbershop and learn to cut my own hair. All right, forget that BS. I don't need those people. I don't need those people like that, nor do I need the damn conversation. <laughs> okay, so I'm focused on getting mine over here. And I don't care about the church. I don't care about none of them people that I need to associate with because I'm cool with. The hell with everybody, <laughs> okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? But not, not most people aren't willing to do that. You're not. You want to hang out and hang out and sit on the corner and chill with your homies? Man, not I. Not I. I don't have time for that. I, I'm really intentionally focused on not being a statistic. Okay, and the statistics say, the statistics say, the survey says, net worth, five bucks. Somebody says we all want to be accepted. I don't care who accepts me. I mean, I really don't. And, and look, this is what happens when you turn 40. So what happens when you turn 40. You really don't give a damn. Don't give a damn becomes busted. I'm really, I'm telling you, man, you don't care about anybody accepting you. I really don't spend time thinking about that. <laughs> I don't, I don't have time thinking about that. Like this, you know, people want to make this videos on me. I'm like, who the hell are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have time to think about that, nor do I have time to watch it or respond. It's just not something that I value in this life. I used to think that way, but I don't anymore. I'm going for mine. 
I when I thought that way, it held me back. Oh, these people don't like me. And these people don't like me. You know what I got? You know what I learned? That nobody likes you. Even the people that like you at the moment. <laughs> there's very, dude, there's family members that hate you. They hate you. And I thought I was hanging around for their love. There's people in your neighborhood that hate you. There's people at your school that hate you. There's people that you're cool with now that will hate you in the future. Like, you remember, you were cool with somebody, and now you ain't cool with them. So I figured out, why do I keep putting my time into these people only for it to fall apart, and now they hate you? Now they're attacking you. And I always say, you're, you're, the people you marry and the people who share blood with you will do you more dirty than anyone else in this world. And it will pain you. It will, be, it will cut your heart. You will be like, wow, the people that look like you will do you dirty and take your life faster than someone who doesn't look like you. I know people don't want to talk about that. But people that look like you are more likely to harm you, lie to you, manipulate you, sue you, kill you, steal from you faster than a stranger will. Statistically, that is true. <laughs> Prove me wrong. It is what it is. And when you get to that point of realization, you say, all right, let me figure out another plan. Because me to invest in these people only to for them to bite me back or bite back. Like you let somebody borrow $200 and you ask for 50 back. Oh, why are you asking me? And now you're at beef with each other. You don't even go to the family reunion because a $200, somebody borrowed 200 bucks. The minute you start getting your life better and you're not even at the point of comfortability to try to support them, they see you doing better. Hey man, can I live in your extra spare bedroom? You're like, no, I really don't have the opportunity to do that yet. Well, man, look at you. You're doing better and you got a better card, but, but I'm not stable yet. I'm rising, yes, but I'm not stable yet, so I can't host you. I'm sorry. Man, F you, man. You don't do this in family and blah, 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 man. And then they turn on you for not helping them when you know they're going to be a sack of sh on your damn couch if you let them move in. And I'm going to tell you one more thing about this. Yes, King Nomad just said it. A person can live under your house and keep a small space and take up 30% of the resources. Even if they keep their space small and they just put their stuff in a closet and sleep on the couch, they consume 30% of your resources, meaning the air conditioning, the heating, the toilet paper, the food, the space, the time, the energy, the And then they realized, I just took two pieces of toilet paper. I just had a couple of pieces of, uh, of, of turkey meat. I just used a little bit of the heat. I just used a little bit of the water. But you're going to use 30% of the resources by it in the end. So your presence is significant, whether you believe it or not. You're going to take up 30% of the oxygen with your big snoring ass. <laughs> yeah, breathing all up in my air. 
and then they don't want to pay rent or if the rent increases, hey, the rent increases this year, so I'm going to have to charge you an extra 25 bucks. What? Oh, I'm only going to stay for two weeks, two months later. I'm only going to stay for two more weeks, two years later. <laughs> Look, I've learned this. I learned it the hard way. I'll never do it again. I did it for a family member, and it was a disaster. And I will never do it again. Okay? I'm just letting you know. But you do what you want to do, but I'm going to take advantages of my advantages. Okay? I don't have time to sit here and make excuses and then people to suck off of me and live like a parasite and then get mad at me when I give them a double dose of this reality. And they start impacting me economically. And not only that, they're in my space. So I can't even enjoy my space as I'm on my rise. I'm on my rise. I worked hard for this space. But now you want to come in and suck off me? No, 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 no. Mm. Eat all my turkey meat. Eat all my damn, uh, drink all my damn juice and chocolate milk. <laughs> Hell no, man. It don't work that way. Let's get to these super chats. Uh, Maryland guy says Baltimore is talking about universal based, I'm sorry, universal basic income. City taxes are already sky high. Unbelievable. Well, if you live in Baltimore, LA, Milwaukee, Chicago, Detroit, uh, any of these places, Cleveland, Washington, DC, if you live in any of these places, I don't even know why you would stay there to be honest with you. And people say, well, you live in LA. I don't live in LA. I don't, I live in Orange County. They are two different things. If anybody knows, I do not live in Los Angeles. Los Angeles is a hellhole. I won't even step, I don't even like to drive to Los Angeles, all right? I don't even like to go there, all right? I'm like, somebody be like, hey, it's in LA. Never mind. <laughs> I won't even drive there for a piece of peace leave. A piece of hot peace leave. You need to come to me. I'm not going to LA. We're two different places. It's like, uh, L.A. in Orange County is like Detroit in D Texas, right? It's two different places. <laughs> so I'm going to get, I, I'm, I'm not going to be in these places. No excuse. Lifestyle. Yeah, Philadelphia too. Uh, no excuse. Lifestyle. Rocky Cage. Good to see you, man. He says, what's, what's up, coach? I haven't super chatted in a while. To be honest, I tell people, including myself, to have at least three income options. I do Uber full-time and work at a grocery store part-time. Shout out to the coach gang and much love. Yes, the, the dual income. We live in a, a um, gig economy and a multiple source income economy. I, I ragged on teachers yesterday about not being a real full-time job, and it is not, and it never was intended to be. Okay, you guys work very much a modified minimum schedule, but, you you know, you create work for yourself. So don't tell me that you sit up at 930 correcting papers. That's your choice. All right. Give less homework then. I don't know what to tell you, but you work from 8 o'clock to 3 p.m. for 180 days out of the year. That's your contract. All right. So in that, you need another job. Because I can't do my job at that rate and expect a return. That would be a part time job. Now, you need extra money. You need to go back to work. I don't care, man. Well, it would look sad if I'm a teacher and then bagging groceries. You figure that out. 
Yeah, you working at the mall on the weekend. And a lot of these young teachers are on seeking arrangements. I done banged a couple teachers off of seeking arrangements. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Shout out to Daniel McGee, six-figure maintenance tech, industrial electrician, certified welder, and engineer, engine builder. He says, I do all my work in vehicle repairs myself. Uncle Earl. I got money. Wow. Man, what a skill to have to be able to work on vehicles, which is hard to work on vehicles now because it's computer-based. They just plug that plug that little thing into the little port, and then the code comes up. <laughs> so um, if you don't have one of those, hey, by the way, get one of those little plug-in things and get a code, what is it, a code reader? Everybody should have a code reader, jumper cables. I'm going to do a man pack. We're going to do a man pack. Okay, hold on for a second. I got to write this down. Money mindset. Everything that men should own. Yeah, man. Hold on. Let me type this in. The man pack. <laughs> all right. Toolbox, all of that. Everything a man should own. A man should own. I got to type this in. Get a code reader, a toolbox, five screwdrivers, a wrench. I mean, come on, man. Computer diagnosis. Thing. People are all saying, like, what's the plug-in thing? Hold on for a second. They're not expensive either. You can go to um, you can go to the little uh, AutoZone and get one, or you can order it on anywhere. Computer diagnose, because what you do is you get a problem, you got to run it to the gas station on the corner, and then they have to run the same thing and charge you 125 bucks. All right, just for them to read code. That's all they're gonna do is read the code. All right, so let me see here. And then they're going to tell you what's up. And then they're going to tell you all these other bullshit wrong with the car. All right. That's all they do is they're trained it for the computer. I can't find it. Oh, there's the scanner right here. Where is it at? This one's 25 bucks. All right. Right here. This one's $25. Uh, let's see if I can share it. Right here. Get you a little code reader. Had this little thing right by your driver, at least in many cars, right by your driver's side door. That's what they're going to do. They, you're gonna start, you're gonna drop your car off at 8 a.m. and they're gonna keep it all damn day into the second day, just so they can plug this thing in and then read your damn code. <laughs> all right, that's all that's gonna happen. And your ass gonna be Ubering, taking the bus, getting rides, just so they can read a code. Get you a code reader. We're gonna do the man pack. I did a video on that on my vlog channel. Okay, so I did do a video on this already. We're going to do another one, all right? So we're going to do another one. I did it on the vlog channel. I did do this. I know I talked about this. Everything a man needs, I guarantee you, you can get it under $1,000, all right? You can get everything you need under $1,000. Go to an Ace Hardware. Uh, um, you don't even have to leave the house to order this stuff. We're going to do that. And we're going to also talk, tell you that you need to learn how to fix these things. And this is good for me because I... I really don't have the time. I really don't have the interest in trying to fix things. So I'm always like, I'll just pay somebody. If you have the resources, do that. Okay. But you guys need a bunch of things. Binoculars, <laughs> firearms, ammunition. Me and teach you how to do a knife. Where's my knife? There it is right here. Everybody should have some steel right there. Pocket knife. Like that you should grab right there. All right, have several of them. Keep some steel. Keep it close. And this isn't to protect yourself. 
But how many times have you had to cut something open? You get something delivered to you. You try to rip the damn bag open, <laughs> biting it. Get a knife. Flashlight. Come on, man. We're going to make the list. We're going to make the list, and that's probably going to be money mindset. Uh, Blackbeard Zorro, if you work a nine to five and have to pay bills, how do you learn a trade so you can get skills? All right. Uh, shout out to you on that one. This is where, um, this is where, <laughs> yeah, Tomahawk too. This is where people have to use their years wisely. So we're trained to learn one skill. We're trained to learn one skill. Hey, what do you like? I like mathematics, all right? Learn to be a mathematician, right? And so the, all your life, they make your ass go to school and pay to learn how to be a mathematician, all right? And then you learn nothing else. When you're young, 15, 16, and you had a daddy, your daddy said, hey, I'm an electrician. I'm going to teach you about these wires, right? But we've eliminated men. Men are no good. They're no use. Well, men used to take their kids to the job and learn how to handle a mallet, a hammer. You know what I mean? We, the, you would learn stuff from dad whatever his trade was, whatever his skill set was. And so while people would say he's no benefit, he is a benefit. He's teaching him other practical skills that, that they, they can pass on. And in addition, he can also learn something like be a mathematician. But you guys have one damn dimension. And so when you're younger, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, you should be learning a variety of things. But no, you guys wait till 28 and 29, and then you know one thing. So then you don't have time to learn other things because your job is slave waging you and burning you out. So by the time you get off that job and finally clock out, all you want to do is sit and scroll your Instagram and all you want to do is scroll Tinder and then get panties and then you bust a nut and you go to sleep, wake up, repeat. <laughs> YouTube can teach you everything at this point. I started doing Lego sets recently just for my mind. You know what I mean? Because I know I'm trying to, you know, keep myself balanced. And uh, I like doing things and I like doing things where I can just use my hands, fine motor skills, gross motor skills. All right. Following instructions. Uh, so if I don't have the time and space to build something, I'll build a Lego set and I'll do something. It ain't no big sets. I'll just get a quick set where I could take 15 minutes, open the book, put the pieces together. OK, what is this? OK, what is that? All right, I just do that just to get away just a little bit. But you can do that with other things, and that helps you with the skill level. So some people do that. They do uh, crossword puzzles, right? I do Lego sets. <laughs> That's, yeah, crossword puzzles. Or, or um, what is it called? Uh, Sudoku. 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 Some people do Sudoku. I do Lego sets, all right, as a way to work on these building skills and mental fine motor grips. Because when you're getting older, you're going to lose those things. Somebody said I roll a bunt. Jigsaw puzzles. When you're getting older, you're losing these skills. You're losing balance. You're losing fine motor skills. You're losing mental things. Because a lot of people get sunk in when they get older, right? They just say, ah, oh, this is who I am. And they never work on these things, right? So you want to work on these things to keep them going right? Keep yourself going and keep your brain active, right? Some people collect baseball cards, Pokemon cards, whatever it is, you need to keep working on these fine motor skills, your brain, your, your hand-eye coordination, right? Hand-eye coordination because your eyes are going to start getting bad, being able, your reaction time. These are all things that you need to be doing, all right? Anyway, 
just a little insight there. So take time. And if you're having a slave wage job, which means a nine to five, you're going to be burned out. They're going to burn you out. And just to be honest, nine to fivers are working all day, right? So when you get home, you're answering emails at home. You're taking phone calls. You're going to travel for training. Uh, you're going to extra training to get you better at your nine to five. So nine to five is a nine to five. It's full, full time. All right, um, Justin Gonzalez, I read online last night, coach, that since women are more likely to go to college, men are actually more likely to marry up than women. Wow. Because they're going to college. I guess they call that marrying up. They don't take into account the divorce rate of college-educated women. It's very high. It's actually they file 90% of divorces. All right, but uh, it is what it is. Yeah, somebody said, don't forget Kumon. Also, work on your math skills. I'm really bad at math on the on uh, math under pressure. I mean, that is very, I'm bad. All right, like I know how to do it, but I'm always like, you know, like I'm prepared for it, but then when it comes up, I freeze. I'm like, oh, damn, what is it? You guys have caught me doing that a couple times. All right, and it will be clear, like it, it will be clear with deliberation. Oh, I made a mistake there. I was off 10%. And it would be an obvious 10% off. So you should always be doing math like when you go need a tip all right you should be going all right what's 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 10 percent of this and double it like you need to be doing it on the on the on the fly so you can leave a 20 percent tip or whatever you want to leave you should be able to do it on the fly look at the number and be able to do it quickly and that comes with practice so get some math packs and be able to do it because people that don't know math you're going to get screwed in this world yeah quick math if you don't know math, you're going to get screwed in this world because the people who know math, they going to finesse your ass with the quickness. All right. Uh, Simon Small says, thank you. Do I have any more cash apps? We're going to get all these super chats too. Shout out to everybody on Patreon. You get those seeking arrangement streams over there and on the, uh, on the uh, membership here. If you become a member and you ask me where the seeking arrangement streams are, you got to go to the community tab and they're all there. So that's what I'm going to just let you know about those. All right. E Massey too. Thankfully, most of my family threw me away and the rest died solo and thriving. Shout out to you on that one. Uh, man, family can be your, to your detriment. Sometimes they can be to your success too. Remember the second for grad school, my research is in energy to cover the world energy I'm um, sorry, to cover the world, increasing energy needs by 2100. We would need to build over 7,000 nuclear plants. Oh, we're screwed. So if you talk to anyone in energy, anyone in, in the economics, uh, they're going to tell you based on our debt and our needs for energy and the, the amount of people that overconsume energy as opposed to us re like recovering injury, energy, we're screwed. We're up creek, and we leverage our kids' future because we're selfish. Holy mackerel. So we're going to do all these super chats. I'm sorry. I, I yap too much. Gregory Hardaway, it actually pays to learn the stock market. Yes, indeed. I now have monthly income coming in, and it actually pays for my car payments in the junior college allowance. Shout out to you. Learn the stock market for sure. No excuse lifestyle. Rocky Cage, I'm behind on my tuition to CGAU. My three commandments of the free agent lifestyle, self-love, self-respect, and self-preservation. Thank you, sir. 
general surgery, there's nothing wrong with living with your parents, even at 30, if you're helping them pay at least the internet bill and the cable bill, just don't be like the girl who killed her dad with his gun. Cause she said, uh, because he said she had to pay rent. Yeah, man, look, you got to do what you got to do, but you also have to have a plan. And a lot of people don't have a plan. And a lot of people end up arguing with their damn parents. And they all, like, if you're arguing with your parents and fighting them and you're an adult, you need to move out. Because it wouldn't happen on my watch. If you're an adult and you come up in here telling me what you are and ain't going to do, that's your move out papers right there. Get the hell up out of here. You out. Uh, Kuda says uh, on the Cash app, what does he say? Eland America Capital. Eland America Capital? That's what he says, I think. Maybe not. Uh, Triggerverse says older, old parents will have Chris Chan children. I'm not sure who Chris Chan children are on that one. Um, not sure. All right. Mr. Nick says this decade is the race to the top 100% will win. Yes, 10% get a do-over and the rest fall off like Humpty Dumpty, Humpty Dumpty on the wall. It's going to be sad, man. Hey, the people who are waiting for somebody to rescue them, it you're in the wrong time. People are going for their own. They, they're not in the help business anymore, all right? There are some, but you're going to be stuck with them. And consider who you take advice from in terms of you know, because people are like, oh, I'll just go to this therapist, this counselor. I'll just go to this person, and this person will tell me what I want to hear. I'm like, you're taking advice from that? God dang, bro. And I hate to be judgmental, but the basic needs of life. I mean, you need health. You need good mental stability, skills. You need to be able to demonstrate that you can eat right, survive. And you taking advice from somebody that is obviously failed at three or four of those. They haven't taken care of their health. They don't exercise. They would not be able to survive a zombie apocalypse. They wouldn't be able to survive two days of starvation. I mean, you listening to them? Because they got a degree. <laughs> I would never, bro. I, I'd be like, that's all right. You obviously can't run a lap. <laughs> you can't even run a lap, bruh. I'm supposed to listen to you because you got a degree. Guys, I got, how many degrees do I have? I mean, degrees are work. Degrees don't mean anything. If anybody knows anything about a degree, you come out somewhat educated on a topic with a bachelor's degree, and you don't remember 10% of the information that you just studied. So much so that you now have to get a certification and pass a test to become qualified for employment after you got said degree. They then retest you or whatever job you go to. Oh, good. You qualify for this job. Now get certified in whatever the hell we teach because that don't mean nothing to us. <laughs> Come on, man. But hey, do all the degrees you want. Shout out to Rare Cuisine Gaming says breakfast. Coach gang, check in. All right, younger, retired, unretired, no cap. Giving head meds, giving head meds when I was 12. Thank you, God, I trashed them. And I'm what I want to say this, because I want to make sure I get this out. 
if you are somebody that is told to take something, you take it. If it's, I'm not telling you to do whatever you want with counseling, therapists, psychology, psychiatrists. I'm not going to have you out here saying, I threw away my medication because of COVID. I'm, don't be out there. And then you start acting up. All right. <laughs> but, but with that being said, start making good decisions with yourself. All right. Keep yourself healthy. Uh, the the black art says uh, at 100% permanent and total, I'll never pay property taxes in my state or a down payment on my house. Look into the benefits if you're a vet. Oh, yeah. Thank you for that. The vet, too. All right. Uh, uh, the people who serve in the, the armed forces, there are a lot of benefits for you. Warhammer says bachelor is real or bachelor tax is real. They're taxing the F out of me. Yes, indeed. So bachelor tax is very real. Uh, uh, what they do is they give people incentives for being married. That's a bachelor tax, right? Young Viking says, coach, I just asked my baby mother if she had life insurance and she told me she started it in 2020. I'm trying to keep calm and not tear up my room. Uh, she had, she had me on, oh, your baby boom. I thought you was like your baby mama. Oh, you said, I just asked my baby boomer mother if she had life insurance and she told me she started in 2020. I'm trying to keep my calm. And I tear up my room. She had me on ADHD and resource classes at elementary school. I'm sick as F. Interesting there. So she just started on her life insurance, which she'll be good. You know, for, for that, at least you'll have something. You got to find out what it is. But she might not tell you because it might be reason to, you know what. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to say it. All right. Rational rationality says when in doubt, whip it out. Price is wrong. Shout out to Ooh, speaking of, I, I'm not going to go long. Mr. Nix, here's my here's the burial plan. I set up prepay and plan my funeral. Exactly. You can do that, guys. Get enough life insurance that that uh pays half the current bill, the half payee to be the funeral home and the other half who will lead the service. All right. So that's fantastic. You can pay for your own funeral services and costs. Guys, I don't know if you guys know. But you're going to die. <laughs> There's no way around that one. So why not prepare? And if you don't want to put that burden on your kids or your family, you could prepay it. And they would gladly appreciate you doing so because they probably don't got it. Don Papo, sponsorship, co-sponsorship. Coach, when you get a chance, watch the documentary, Paycheck the Paycheck. By Eugene Debs, one in three Americans are living in poverty and teetering on its brink. And that was back in July of 2019 before the beer flu. Imagine how bad things are now. I would probably say uh, one in two at this point. Maybe even more. Maybe even more. No, no, no. You said one in three. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say half. Maybe 66%. I mean, there's statistics related to that. Let me see here. Uh, I'm not going to pull it up, but yeah. Avery Vans, listen to coach. I lived in Jamaica and it's effed. Shout out to, oh, he lives in Jamaica now and it's effed. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that that economy depends on tourism, which you guys were screwed out of significantly. So yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a mess down there. Justin Gonzalez, a medium, a medium on YouTube, said the problem with society today is that they expect women to work like they don't have children, but to raise children like they don't have to work. I never will make sense of this push. Well, I can make sense of the push to get women to work. It makes absolute sense. 
it makes absolute sense, especially if I'm a tyrant. It makes complete sense because, number one, I can tax you. Number two, I can raise the prices of everything. Number three, I can have access to your children. I'm good. It's kind of like running a church. And I keep you in the church of cycling in new damn customers. New, te- I mean, so when you think of it like that, then it makes it less of a gender war and makes you understand it's an agenda war. war. Anyone who decides that is those, they're becoming those three things. A tax person, a person that gives access to their children, and now you are dependent on uh, the, the things that I provide, and you're dependent on banks. Now I get you in debt. Now I make you a slave worker. I mean, that's all it is. I don't believe in this empowerment uh, of women and women show value by working. I don't. It don't make no sense. It, how, it, any way you spread it, it don't make sense. Or men can raise the children. <sighs> it's not progression. It's de-evolution. My whole book, De-Evolution, was about that. It's actually de-evolution. As a result, look at how our society and our culture is now. I mean, it's very apparent. But then people will say, that it have nothing to do with women going to work. Okay, I mean, look, you guys can play it how you want to play it. But that's exactly what happened. All right. And you could be in denial or you could be in acceptance. It is what happened. So it's not about hate of women either. Um, But it is what it is. Women don't have to raise kids. Okay, don't raise no kids. Okay, don't have no kids then. Why have kids? Explain that one. You had the kids and you're not raising them. Explain it. You're going to have all these kids and then not be around to raise them. Okay, if a father did that, you'd be up his ass. You had these kids and you ain't going to help raising them, but you're going to do the same thing and think that you're brilliant. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. All right, go ahead. Go ahead and have kids and don't raise them. All right. <laughs> go ahead and have kids and let the man raise them and you completely lose respect for him. And the divorce rate is skyrocketing. Okay. I mean, look, do you, boo. This is why I don't put my faith in the people like you. This is why I don't do it. Because you continue to make these things and keep shooting yourself in the foot. And then you want to blame somebody else. You're going to blame the white man, the black man. You're going to blame everybody else. And you keep shooting yourself in the foot. Go ahead. But I ain't going to be around. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It's crazy. But, yeah, I mean, ham and eggers, man, and you NPCs will do anything for your own selfish need. And then call me selfish. You have some nerve. Shout out to SAU Engineering, your morning coach. Two persons in less than two months showed up on my business asking for whatever I could give them. He says, people, he says, because some relatives died and they didn't have money to bury them, people are broke now. We're seeing this. I see people all the time in Santa Ana on a street corner, every damn corner, standing up there with signs. I'm like, you paid for all them damn signs and all them damn letters and stickers and markers. <laughs> all right you had all that money to pay for them damn signs and t-shirts and all this stuff t-shirts with the person dead on the damn front what Mm. let me do the expense report for the expense it took for you to make the damn t-shirts and the sign and all of y'all got time to sit out in this corner none of you guys are working what the hell is going on (laughs) 
just, why don't, yeah, it's a scam. So I treat it as such. Why don't y'all go take your ass to work? That might solve the problem, number one. Anyway, people think I'm, people think I'm, I'm a savage. But then when you find out this stuff is a scam, like Black Lives Matter, and I told you don't support them one lick. Oh, you're Uncle Tom, you're a sellout. And then what happened? They stole $89 million of your money. Okay. <laughs> I said it's a scam, and it was a scam. So I don't fall for scams. And I'll be like, nope. I'm quick to tell somebody, nope. 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 I, you see you coming up. Can you borrow time? Do you have a dollar? Yeah, and I got some sense with it. All right. Mm. Shout out to Paul Mooney for that joke. D. Thompson. D. Thompson says everyone is self-made, but only the successful will admit it. This is true, too. You guys got to take hold of control of your life, man. Uh, Herbert Collins, thank you for your support. Him says your blue chip shows are the best coach helping folks wake up and get better. How do I get into the money mindset group? So you go to Patreon, patreon.com backslash. I think Coach Greg Adams. I'll put this up on the board here right quick. Um, exclusive content right there. Go to the $50 level if you want the money mindset streams live. All right, U.S. retired. I always say that wrong. U.S. Army retired. To find out what happened to T-Mon, YouTube, ATL, Street Interviews video two months ago, 31-year-old Redbone, female with a hoodie and a green mask, will explain it. Rhode Island Red, we're going to call her. Shout out to you. Uh, she had more excuses than a pregnant nun, too. She was a mess. All right. Joshua Moon, coach, hit them over the head with these facts. Somebody's going to be offended today. And if you were convicted, let me know. I'll put and lay hands on you. And ladies, if you were convicted today, I will lay hands on you too. After you sign this non-disclosure agreement. And if you have feet pictures, send to my Instagram. All right. Ain't nothing wrong with a little bit of love, baby. Shout out to A&A Radio. Hey, coach, any recommendations on where to order merch? I'm starting to sell some apparel. Wait, I'm looking to start selling apparel. Shout out to the Nasty Boys. Uh, you mean uh, where to put your own merch up? Uh, you could do uh, Etsy, which I use, but it's going to require you to ship and sell and print yourself. Or you can use Teespring here on this platform, and you don't have to worry about that. You could, But it's not quality. I can't say that. The quality is a little bit different. You can't control quality. So Teespring, which you can link to YouTube, is on here. Those are the easiest ways to do it. Other than that, you got to go to printing companies, and then you can get a little bit more choice in what you're selling, a little bit more quality, but it's a lot more work. Amari, CGA, you see how South LA gangs are sending members to find people with nice cars and jewelry and follow them home to rob. Stuff like that irks me. Bums always want handouts and a quick lick. That's why. You go to a gated community, even then it's tough. Because they'll find a way to get in your gate. But your gated community at least got cameras. But uh, yeah, if you live ungated, you're going to get exposed. So people are in dire straits and they're starting to rob. So be careful how you floss. All right. It's getting like in many of these cities, it's getting like going to Columbia. Where, where if you even just talking on a cell phone, somebody will come up and snatch it. All right, Anthony, you preaching coach, Professor Joel Kotkin published the neo-feudalism um, neo in California, and he said 86% of all new jobs created in California pay below $40,000 a year 
one needs minimum $46,000 to survive. Feudalism is alive and well in California. Wow, I'm going to look that up. By the way, do not come to California. I know people always say, do not come to Texas. Do not come to California if you ain't on your hustle. If you're a handout person, if you're a person that's going to come make excuses, do not bring your ass here. I'm just letting you know. If you're a person that says, I'm going to live off one income, if you're a person that says, I only need $30,000 to survive, I can live off eating top ramen, I can live off eating jasmine, right? Do not bring your ass here. You're going to get ran out. <laughs> you go get broke. And I would highly suggest you do not come to LA or San Francisco. Do not do it. If like, because I know a lot of people want to come here, sun and fun. We got the women, weed and weather. I mean, it is what it is. You can do well here, but do not come here and you ain't got no hustle, no grind, no ambition. Same with New York. Same with, I know these places you think are fabulous, but when you go there and you broke, you're going to live in a not so fabulous area with a lot of criminals. <laughs> it's going to be bad. All right. I would not come here unless I'm on my hustle. And do not go out to move in Riverside and say, I'll just commute into LA and then go to, the, to go to the beach in Orange County when I need to. And you will not. You will not have the gas. You will not want to spend time on the freeway going to all the nice places living out in Riverside. You're not going to do it. You're going to be staying your ass in Riverside, 120 degrees in the summer, smelling like cow manure. That's what you're going to do. You ain't going to have no time or money to go down to the beaches in Orange County. You're not going to. So do not bring your ass here unless you plan on making 100000 or living with roommates or stealing or. Because you're not going to do it. And don't think you're going to date nobody either. Because women out here be broke as hell too. So they looking for a savior. They're looking for a savior. Somebody that got a car and some money. Oh, by the way, do not come to California if you ain't got no car either. Do not come there. Don't even visit California and not get a rental car. <laughs> you be like, I'm going to come visit LA. And I'm like, where are you staying? Oh, I'm standing downtown LA. Did you get a rental car? Nope. What? You ain't going to see nothing. <laughs> All you're going to see is bums and skid row. And old ass hotels. Do not do People always tell me that. Oh, man, I came out to California. To, I'm like, what? Did, did you have a rental car? Did you go to Orange County? Did you go to San Diego? Did you go to, where, where did you go in L.A.? L.A., the city of L.A. is not the county of L.A. Did you go up to the Valley? Did you go over there in, in Marina Del Rey? Did you go over to South Central? Where did you go? Oh, I stayed over here. Oh, my Lord. That's, you didn't even see nothing. You saw nothing. <laughs> And don't ride the metro. I rode the metro. We got passes. We drove. We went to Santa Monica. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> like, wow. You can do that in Miami. You can do that in Miami and no, no rental car and go to South Beach and then go to the, the Keys. And you can do that, but not in California. Public transportation is not the way to go. All right. Do not do not do it. Griff, Grizzly Adams. Grizzly Adams in the building. Appreciate you. Natalie says, what about Bakersfield? Mm. We're going to do a California episode at one of these points very soon. We're going to do an episode on California. By the way, where's my cleaning crew? It's cleaning crew Wednesday. 
they're supposed to be here at 10 30. Um, yeah, they went to the coach, the, the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh my god. Um, oh, somebody said no, I can't in Miami. Uh, I, I can see a little bit more in Miami, but I'll still I get a rental car everywhere I go. Somebody said, What about Bakersfield? Hold on for a second. Mm. I'm not trying to crap on Bakersfield, but if I had my choice, I would live in Las Vegas before I lived in Bakersfield. I mean, I why? Because you're not going to go, guys, Bakers, you're not going to get, it's hot as hell. Then you got to go over the damn grapevine all the way over the mountains just to even get close to LA. In traffic, it's impossible. It's going to take you two and a half hours, which will be an hour drive at four in the morning. But it'll be a three-hour drive at two in the afternoon. You're going to get to LA about 8 p.m. Why? Bakersfield. Now, I know, yeah, smell it, cat. Dirty. Oh, there's my cleaning crew right there. As soon as I speak. Coming through. All right, hold on for a second. Let me make sure I let them in. Let me grab my knife first. All right, Dark Knight says, listening while working with, uh, wait. Listening while working, my, you, I'm not sure what that means, he says, no streams last week. I got goofy, had fun with a fluffy young red bone. I got money. Give me the buzzer. Well, Fluffy's okay. Fluffy's okay. Not a big deal. All right. Grizz Megatroy, Murgatroy says a 304 for, wait, a 304 for two months told me they were on psych meds since she was six years old. Uh, told her no thanks and sent her packing back. On her three-hour road trip back home at 10 p.m., unleash the buzzer on me, coach. Mm. Yeah, guys, stay away from the head meds. Stay away. They're going to ruin you, bro. And she was on since she was six years old. Soon as you hear red flags like that, bounce. Do not deal with them. All right, you can see that light. My door is open. Somebody says, rebuke Biden demons. <laughs> Mark M says, Coach, been watching for a while. First time contributing. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and experience. Appreciate that. Thank you for the generous super chat on that one. And most of this is experience. But many of you guys are afraid to use this experience to your advantage. I'm giving you the experience. Most of you guys will learn the hard way. Portia, 9-11 fan. Would you say being a computer technician is a good skill to have? Probably. Depends on how you use it, but if you, you know, computer and tech is where it's at going forward. Going forward, if you don't have computer skills now, it's going to be a struggle for you going forward. So old people are going to be in trouble without computer skills. So computer technician, fixing computers and knowing the ins and outs of computers, absolutely. It's going to be great. Phil D, what about joining the military at 29, coach, for the 20-year retirement? I'm not sure about that. It's going to be hard physically if you're physically capable of doing that. And also mentally, right, because they are doing things that mentally an 18-year-old is far, far willing to accept. Are you willing to accept doing these things at 29? Because it's not an easy thing, okay? All right, your boy Jarvis. What about, uh, what are your thoughts on traveling nurses? Is it better to travel and make more money or settle down with a job and build a network? It just depends. Traveling nurses are in demand. 
and you can have a fun time, but you might end up in Boise, Idaho as a traveling nurse. If you're cool with that, you're cool with that. But you can stack the resources and sometimes they give you benefits for being traveling nurse. But uh, building a network can last a lifetime. Bill Reed, make yourself an apprentice. He says, hire a carpenter to teach you the basics of carpentry. Hire a plumber to teach you the basics of plumbing. Hire a bookkeeper to teach you the basics of bookkeeping. That's the ticket. I agree with that. I'm actually was thinking about apprenticing under someone to learn a little bit more about investing in certain things, right? It's no big deal. You can hire an apprentice. I mean, you can hire someone to be an apprentice for someone else. But be ready to pay for knowledge, guys. Be ready to pay for knowledge. You can't get through life for free, uh, getting free information. Although today you can somewhat, but it's about how you treat the free information. Most time we get the free information and we do nothing with it. But many times if you pay for it, you might do something with it. Cyber Maverick Gamer. I'm from a former single mother married. Wait, I'm from a former single mother married into a stepfather. And I still didn't invest. No excuse. I'm huff, hustling and in Bitcoin and trying to make right. It is never too late. And that's true. Guys, I had to reset my whole life at age, um, age 36. And uh, I sacrificed mightily to do this. I had to cut people out of my life. I had to live in my car temporarily. I had to move in a studio apartment. I had to fight the courts. Um, and my sobs, I'm not, and I never made a sob story about it. I was like, I'm going to overcome this. I had to not date. Um, I actually had to go without health insurance, grinding on my way up. So if I had to, it, you know, this is why I didn't take unnecessary risks. I was like, I can't even play basketball. Cause if I, you know, I had ruptured my Achilles at one point, but I was employed and had health insurance and workers comp. But I was like, if I ruptured my Achilles now, I ain't got nobody to pay for it. So I was very careful about what I did, activities I participated in. I couldn't travel. I didn't have dental benefits. I didn't go to the dentist for five years. Come on, man. I was out here risking it all. <laughs> and I had to take all of that back, restart my life. It's never too late. First damn thing you do is get rid of dead weight. Second thing you do is stop dating. That doesn't mean stop having sex, though. But stop dating. Give it up. You guys can't give it up. Give it up, bro. That junk is expensive. It, dating will eat at any available resources you are. And women don't have no problems draining those resources, bro. And then ghosting on you, patting you on the head. Man, give it up. So now I'm good now. It took me, it took me really five years. But if I didn't have the divorce, it would have been three years. It took me five years and then another five years to really get over on top. And I had to keep my veins cold. I had to keep my veins cold. I had to sacrifice and risk. I had to, uh, you know, oh, man, I'll tell you. John Ellison says, I'm a nuclear electrician. Wow, making 150K a year, no college. Wired homes on the side for 50K. Wow. Buying rental properties and renovating. He also says, XX is returning bottles for the 10, 10 cents here. Guys, there's one way to do it. And, I, uh, you know, um, listen, you got to do what you got to do. Got to do what you got to do out here. I chose to take a skill that I had, which was working with college athletes. And uh, my degree was in kinesiology. And uh, I had never been a personal trainer, but I thought that was a great transition into earning money. 
right? So I was like, this is great. I can charge a certain rate and then I can start to get older if I'm over, if I build clientele. But some people say, I'm going to scale back, recycle bottles, chill, fornicate, date, uh, cheat the system, cheat the um, resource system, get on some sort of welfare. I took no free money. I was like, I'm not signing up for nothing. I'm not moving in and sleeping on someone's couch. I'm going to start over. And at some point, I'm going to get over, so over, that I look at any of free money that anybody could have gave me, or I look at anything that anybody could have done for me and say that, to me, it would have set me back. That's how I look at it. I was like, no, I don't want to sleep on someone's couch because six weeks turn into six months. And then I get accustomed to, well, this ain't bad. No, F that. I had a, I was on a mission. I'm getting to the top, and I'm not only getting to the top, I'm getting past where I was, where I left, left. You know what I mean? Like, I was doing pretty decent with my family. I wasn't doing great. I was doing decent, decent. Some of you guys will stay there and do decent for the next 30 years, ready to die. And I said, that ain't going to be me. It's my one life. I'm getting out of it what I want to get out of it. And I'm going to supersede where I was, where I jumped off. It's a cold, cold world out there. I mean, this is just my mentality. I'm on the go get it. Because I know some people will let your ass go broke and then blame you for going broke. No, nah, hell no. Kansas City Mob 55. Hey, what's good? I'm Jay Reese out of Kansas City. And you got your waves on point. He says, please help me. I'm in snow cow zone. <laughs> One thing that you can change, young men and men in general, is stop. If Even if you're ugly and fat, the one thing you can do is not fornicate with those women. You, you need to stop. I, I would stop that because what you're doing is, again, it's just like, it's just like touching yourself. I know people don't want to hear this. You need to stop touching yourself and you need to stop banging low quality women. Even if you're a low quality male, give it up. You know, it's easy. It's easy. Now you can jump back on when you get your life together. But what happens is when you do that, you start saying, well, this woman, I'm with her because she bought me a PS5 and she bought me two pairs of Jordans and a couple pairs of Jabot jeans. And then you start justifying it. Which what you're really doing is gratifying yourself with something that really is not making you happy on the inside. And it's not improving your mental psyche. Because then now you got to go out with her and she waddling around and then you out there looking at some things that you really want out there. And then you're trying to tell me it's a preference. No, you're lazy. Because guarantee you, if I put something in front of you that wasn't like that, you jump on it. So don't tell me it's a preference. It's a preference now because that's all you can get. And it's not that they're bad. What I'm saying is, you know, and I know, that's not what you really want. So why accept it? Now, you can use them for practice later on. I do have some, I do have some of them for practice. I do have some practice, chicks. <laughs> but what I really want is them flat bags, all right? <laughs> what I really want is to be at the junior college talking to Kaylee. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throw in fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cussed. These boys want a relationship, but I'm just trying to f Indeed. Somebody says, and I say, I say this all the time, better to aim high and miss than to aim low and hit. I can aim low and hit all day. But what I want is Haley. Hi, my name is Haley. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make 
Meanwhile, in her place, I'm over here. Me actually means the diet don't work for you the same. Yeah, that's what I'm doing in the middle of that. Going one day, I'm gonna have Kaylee. Right now, I'll have me. Actually means the diet don't work for you the same. Yeah, not I. Not I says the fly. <laughs> All right, here we go here. Oh, my goodness. Shout out to Young Viking. He says, L.A. ain't been the same since Kobe and Nipsey left. Oh, man. Well, yeah, that was the start of things, if you think about it. That was the start of the dis – I mean, L.A. was already a disaster. But when Kobe and Nip left, for sure, I mean, L.A. is a mess. All right. Herbert Collins, homeless, pushing bags of e on e-scooters out here. How did they get on the e-scooter? Don't they need a debit card for that? But it's bad out here. Homelessness is bad. If you come visit L.A., you won't believe the homelessness here. Because I went to Dallas, and I didn't see any home. I saw only when I was over there by um, by the bookstore depository did I see homeless people. But in L.A., you see homeless people everywhere, everywhere. There's not a place you could go and not see them. So when I was driving in Dallas, I was like, there's, there's not that many homeless people. They're there, but it's not like it is in L.A. L.A., in Orange County, you see homeless people. There's a whole encampment by a big, by Fashion Island behind the bus uh, depot. They all back there with tents. It's nuts out here. Robert A., coffee for coach. Great stream today. Are we in overtime today? Thank you, bro. J. Flow, old dogs can learn new tricks and still can get it in. Thanks for the knowledge, coach. Shout out to the coach gang. Yes, uh, learn new tricks. Keep it going. Never become content. DJ Wet Dreams in the building. DJ Wet Dreams is in the building. Shout out to you. Says keep it up. TRM coach, do you think labor laws are done? I'm a transit worker and the union is fighting them uh, from switching from a pension plan to a 401k. Wow. Ooh. So the, 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 it sounds like the transit community there, the people who own or work with transit, they don't want to pay y'all. In the end, they don't want to pay for your and fund your retirement. And so they're doing that because it's just too costly for them. They're going to go bankrupt. They can't, they can't fund the pension. So um, if the labor unions lose that battle, I mean, what were they for? Mr. Spice, see fresh, see freshy new virtual casher, scary times now. Freshy new virtual cashier. Oh my goodness, is it, is it a robot? Andrew, coach, do you have a vlog on Porsche maintenance? I don't, but I do have my vlog of me, you know, my lifestyle vlog, which is um, if you go to the main channel or this channel, um, it, it's, at, uh, it's in my channel suggestions. It's called CGA Blue Chip Mindset, but maintenance on the Porsche. <laughs> All right, just pay out money, get your money out. SAU Engineering, your last one. After divorce, I was mentally crushed in my on my last leg. I was mentally crushed on my last leg. Six years later, I've never been so fit with money, and my business is flourishing. Race, not sprint. My ex is broke and tried to come back. Veins are cold. Guys, that is going to happen, guys. When you do your, your ex-wife or whoever it is, your ex-spouse, is going to be living it up for two years, or they're going to be dragging you. Um, you got to get rid of them. You got to shake them loose. They chose 
they're they made their choice and um you got to recover and you can't play games out here when you recover you're going to take off from them you're going to start separating from them and they may try to come back or they might try to scheme to get your money or i don't know what it is but for some reason they think because you married them once that they that they were entitled to something and because you have kids they're entitled to take some of your money or or at least ruin your relationship with your kids it's sad out here for men people are really not listening not even the courts, not even attorneys. They don't care. I had an attorney tell me, well, you know, um, you know, the kids can go back to their mom and and all of that stuff. They can make that choice. And then they were like, well, but, but you know, they're basically you're saying the person's an adult. They can make an adult choice. But you owe them child support. Hold up. What's it going to be? It, it, they're, they're an adult, but they can make those decisions. But I still got to. What? Well, why don't I pay them the child support if since they're an adult? Well, they're not. No, no. Well, pay it to the mom. What? <laughs> and then had the nerve to pull up child support figures and look at me with a straight face. Like that, that number is impossible. That number is impossible. <laughs> Would you pay that, you fool? Well, you know. Just think about it like this. They'll have a better life over there mm. on my dime. What the hell is going on? You're going, are you serious? But this is how they treat men. They don't, they really don't care about you guys. They don't care about you. You better get your veins cold. Shout out to LaVon T. I'm glad I stayed five extra minutes because you sponsored today's show. <laughs> Coach men should learn technology like uh, Linux Get a security clearance and an IAT level two equals bank federal government. So he's saying get a Linux certification or learn technology and get a security clearance at IAT level two. And you're going to be making bank. Wow, man. Hey, keep teaching these men here of what to do. Men, you have options. I This is why I'm hard on dating coaches because they're selling you a dream that you're ill prepared for that is going to set you up for a disaster. We over here teach you women are a byproduct to success. They're not going to make you successful. They're going to wait. They're, they're telling you this, guys. They're telling you this 100, 100K a year. And even that's not enough now. And I'm not waiting for, I'm not working for you. I'll wait at the finish line. I'll wait till you become the CEO. They're not building with you anymore, nor should they. You want to do that? Go to Mexico. You want to do that? Go to, go to uh, Honduras. You go to Colombia if you want to do all that. In America, that is a that dream is dead. That dream is dead to expect women to do that because they can make more money than you now. They can make more money, and they are making more money in many places. So they ain't going to be here just out of loyalty anymore and to keep the system going. Obviously, they don't care. So game is worthless to you until you have these things that I tell you to do this first. Shout out to the coach game. Thank you for sticking around so long. Appreciate you. And go lick your wounds now. Pause. I know this was a little bit hard on you. Pause. We out of here. <laughs>